Local Equal Excellent, it's become more difficult for pupils from state schools to pass the 11 plus. The education watchdog has warned that vulnerable children are at risk of sexual exploitation and abuse because of failings by councils. Ofsted said local authorities had been too slow in facing up to their responsibilities. Hertfordshire Police and Hearts County Council launched their campaign in Stevenage this morning. Debbie Jones from Ofsted says councils mustn't be complacent. Where communities are brave, where police forces and their partners are brave, where intelligence is shared, we've seen good practice. But frankly, overall, no one place has got it completely sorted. Performance data for around 5,000 surgeons is being published this morning. Ministers claim the initiative will drive up standards. Professor Stephen Westerby, a surgeon at the John Radcliffe in Oxford, believes a focus on the performance of individuals is counterproductive. We've got a name and shame culture where individual surgeons seek to protect themselves by gaining the lowest mortality rates. This is defensive practice and it has a negative impact for the patient and on training and recruitment. Prisoners at the Mount Jail in Bovingdon near Hemel Hempstead smuggled in 220 mobile phones last year. Government figures reveal almost 7,500 mobile phones were found in jails in 2013. These also included 176 at Aylesbury, 64 at Woodhill in Milton Keynes and 53 at Bedford. A British consortium, including the Milton Keynes-based Open University, has tried to raise half a billion pounds in public donations for a project to land a robotic probe on the moon in 10 years' time. Lunar Mission 1 will also see if a human base can be established there. Donors will be given space on the lander for their own personal messages, pictures, music and videos. In sport, Wayne Rooney scored twice in England's 3-1 friendly win in Scotland, taking him to within three goals of Bobby Charlton's England record of 49. being snuffed out by the England captain. The weather a misty start, but most parts will have a dry day with a few bright or sunny intervals, a maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's small enough to be friendly but it's big enough to have quite a few things. All this week, we're exploring Chesham. I've lived here nearly 83 years in the same house. Telling everyone about where you live. I have had Chesham described as a northern town down south. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, guys. My, uh, in inverted commas, and I use this term very, very loosely, team are thinking it's hilarious to hide in the dark. Well, I think it's childish. Guys? Yeah, what's your problem? <laughs> I can't see them. So, it begs the question, where have you hidden? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Watch they, um, What they don't know is I've been able to listen to everything they've been saying in the studio just by flicking a little switch here. And they're just giggling like little schoolgirls. Giggling like children. 
Yeah, you're right. I can hear you. Just giggling like little children, um, like little girls would do, who are doing a silly prank. So I've been able to hear everything they've said. And you don't come over well, guys. Trust me, you come over as very, very childish. Have you found that Who song I asked for? Yep, be right there. <laughs> I hate working with these plums. I actually hate it. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Your best hiding stories, please. And isn't there anything? There's nothing worse, is there? When you're hiding to surprise somebody, and it kind of just crosses that line between um, hiding and waiting, and then being a little bit too long. Kind of after about, I think it's three and a half minutes. Scientists have worked it out. It's uh, it, it, once you get to three and a half minutes and beyond, then it's really awkward. And at what point do you decide? You know what? I'm I'm going to stop crouching um, in this cupboard um, because uh, they've probably you're still giggling, girls. Yep. Yeah. You having fun in there? Yeah, it's great. I don't know what your problem is. I'm doing my job, just what? not where you can see me. Where's the Who song? Huh? Oh, for crying out loud. Uh, th- w- at what point do you decide, you know what, I'm, I'm, I've been hiding here now for 15 minutes. It's probably best. I, there's no sadder look on uh, a person's face than the look when they realise they've been hiding for so long uh, and it's been wasted and they have to come out of hiding. It's the saddest look in the world, isn't it? Girls? I wouldn't know. I can do this all day. Where's the Who song? It's coming. Turn the flipping lights on. I can't see you. I've got a headache. You're going to turn my headache into a migraine. Do you admit that we have pwned you? Well, if by ponership you mean have you sat in a dark room for six and a half minutes, then, yeah, I guess you pwned me. If by that do you mean have you freaked me out and made me uncomfortable, then... You hate this. You don't know where I am. Where am I? Say that we've pwned you. You're there. You can't see me. Say that we've pwned you. This can all stop. We'll play the Rolling Stones instead, then.
you right, Josh? Yeah. What a tune. What Fantastic. A, it's one of the only good songs the Rolling Stones ever oh, did. Oh, no, don't. Don't, don't get me started. No. Come on. I'm no. starting. I'm starting. No. They're rubbish. No. no. Anyway, I've got a whisper. Mm. Um, because we're all hiding now in the studios. Yeah. They've got their um, studio lights off, but they've got the telly on, so I can see exactly where they are. Yep. Uh, but I've turned off the lights in my studio. I've covered all the computer screens with uh, blankets. <laughs> they can't see me. You're a crazy guy. I'm a crazy guy. I've yeah. got to keep an eye on the door, make sure they don't come in. Right, mm. now, the 11 Plus. Do you remember it, Just? Uh, not for me, no. I did it. It was long gone. No, it's no. I, I did it. But I'm ancient, and I come from a distant land called Slough, where I think they might still do it. I passed mine. Uh, and children in Buckinghamshire do it as well. A new test was brought in last year in a bid to evaluate a child's potential rather than their tutor's prowess. But critics say it still favours rich kids. I don't think the 11-plus favoured rich kids. I was on a council estate when I uh, did mine and passed it. Uh, Justin, you've got more on this story. The 11-plus is still seen as very controversial, isn't it? Your voice is scaring me. Don't be um, scared, Justin. I'm just okay. hiding from the ladies. Um, yeah, yes, it is. But um, so is the issue, of course, of uh, the grammar school system. I mean, the basics being, for those that don't know, um, if you failed the 11-plus, you'd be sent to a comprehensive where the academic achievement wasn't necessarily as highly regarded. This system has been phased out um, across much of the UK, but Buckinghamshire has clung on. Now, critics of the grammar school system say that it benefits pupils from public schools or those families who have enough money to pay for extra tutoring tailored to the 11-plus exam. Now... In an effort to address this, the Bucks Grammar Schools Group, they approached a company to produce what they called a new tutor-proof test. Now, this would hopefully prevent advantages for, for well-off children. It was launched last year, and the results, in are due out later today. Well, has this new test worked, Just? <laughs> uh, well, according to the Bucks Campaign Group, Local Equal Excellent, uh, they say no, it hasn't. They produced a report using figures obtained by the Free of Information Act to say that actually, if anything, it's become more difficult for pupils from state schools to pass the 11 plus. According to their figures, 65% of public school students they still pass the 11 plus, yeah. with only 20% from state schools achieving a pass rate. That's even lower uh, for children from underprivileged backgrounds receiving free school meals, for example. Uh, that pass rate was as low as just four percent. So what's going to happen today then, Just? Uh, well, um, the full results are being revealed at the Education Select Committee for Beautiful. Bucks County Council, uh, where the chairman of Bucks Grammar Schools will deliver this report. Uh, they say that primary school head teachers are happy with the changes, and they say that the test is actually more effective at selecting the right people for a grammar school. Where's the best place you've ever hidden, Just? Um, probably under the stairs once. Really? Yes. Who was that to get? Well, it was against somebody in the building, because um, if you go downstairs, yeah. uh, of course we have a basement, which uh, we believe is haunted. You believe it's haunted? Uh, well, according to the Ghostbusters, yes, it is haunted. According to, to you and some people that came round that probably got piercings <laughs> in private places, it's haunted, yeah. They probably have got piercings in private places, but uh, yes, if you go under the building, um, th there's a basement there, and yeah. I, once, uh, I once hid from a producer many years ago who couldn't find me Nish. and uh, no it wasn't Nish because no. Were you at your wits end? Uh, I wasn't at my wits end Nish was probably at the buffet at the time um, but uh, yeah I hid from a producer and they got very scared that the programme wasn't going to go out and they were going to have to present it
Excellent story, Justin. Thanks. If you can get some hiding stories for us for later on, that'll be awesome. Yeah, no props. Thank you, man. Speak to you later. Cheers. 08459 555 is the phone number. If you give us a call, then that means the ladies will have to reveal themselves. Not like that, you deviants. I mean, they'll just have to pop up. It's a bit dark at the moment, you see. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you're heading northbound on the M1 this morning, it's closed between Junction 15A for Toaster and 18 for Rugby, and queues are from Northampton at the moment. In Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road, it's looking very heavy around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout, but not quite any hold-ups at the moment on the M25 at the moment, looking at the speed sensors. In Welling Garden City, Bessemer Road has roadworks going on at Digswell Park Road. That could cause it to get busy later on, but that's not causing any delays at the moment. And having a look at the A1 on the cameras, everything's moving. The A1M, sorry on the cameras. Everything's moving there nicely at the moment. Samantha Pruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Uh, it's 6.16. It's Wednesday the 19th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Results of a new controversial 11 plus test in Buckinghamshire will be revealed today. Ofsted says local authorities have been too slow in tackling child exploitation. Their comments come as Hertfordshire Police and County Council launch a campaign this morning. And a British consortium, including the Milton Keynes-based Open University, is trying to raise half a billion pounds for a moon landing in ten years' time because they had so much success with that rocket, didn't they, yeah? BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... The wickedly funny Anne on, on Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> do, do you know who the real Anne is? Great guests. Yes, the real Anne is an amalgam of all these things. We're all multifaceted. Jasper Carrot's career spans five decades. And then you had to wear a bow tie and you had to do jokes about silly Irishmen and, and, and mother-in-laws. John Cleese is eating his microphone, aren't you, John Cleese? Delicious. Mm. Great music. Ow! In fact, I don't even think it had the horn part then. Great conversation. I always have said throughout my career, you know, you get me on board, I'll give you 100%. Have you still got it, Billy Ocean? Well, the audience seems to think I have. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Andy's in Luton. Good morning, Andy. And, oh, hang on, the wrong fader. There you are, Andy. Hello, Ian. I've got no... Just keep your voice down, mate. I've got no lights on in the studio. I'm hiding in my studio. Catherine and Kelly are hiding in their studio. Um, and I can do this literally all morning. All, I've got two young boys. I, this is what I do all day long anyways, hide in a dark room from them. So I can do this. What would you like to say, Andy? I'd just like to um, take you up on your point about the Rolling Stones. Terrible band, aren't they? Terrific band. Sorry? That time you played forty licks right through. What? Some of the best best records ever. Yeah, the thing and about a great dance band, and they've been on. They've been going on for fifty years, so I think they know more than you do about the well, record business. Well, they're, they're, no, they don't. They do. Name name. Okay, so so they've got a greatest hits album that's quite good. Quite good. It's terrific. Name five good Rolling Stone songs. All right, Brown Sugar. One. Can't get any satisfaction. No. Fighting man. No. Yeah. No. Yes. I'll give you Angie. Angie. You, yeah. You can't always Another get one. what you want. Yeah. Um, wild horses. The one about the devil. Oh, that's the awful. The devil. That's brilliant. Oh, mate, that's an awful song. 
That's really. I tell you what. I tell you what. I have been a bit harsh on the Rolling Stones. Pick a Rolling yeah. Stone song, and I'll play. I'll play one for you now. Brown sugar. Okay. We just played that, you idiot. Oh, did you? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what about street fighting, man? All right, go on. You. Int- I've got. I'll get it lined up. You introduce it. Go on, and we'll play it. All right. By the Rolling Stones, Street Fighting Man in the Dark. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better.
a cup, a cup of coffee down somewhere and I can't find it. I'm worried I'm going to knock it. Again. I've lost my phone as well. Oh, 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 oh. Balls, but I found the coffee. <laughs> now... Do you remember um, yesterday and the day before, well, we spoke to Rebecca Holder from Bedfordshire. She was demanding to know why she'd be left... Oh, they're still going. Here we go. She was demanding to know why she'd been left waiting for ambulances, which either came late or never arrived when her baby had a seizure. Remember, he was ten months old. He was very, very poorly. Uh, the East of England Ambulance Service suggested that the first time she called them, when her son had lost consciousness and she'd had to perform CPR, that she'd gone via 111. Well, we called up uh, Rebecca and spoke to her, and, um, well, she was furious and was insisting that she had called 999. Well, Catherine is in the other studio now. Catherine, remind us what Rebecca said on the first occasion. Well, as you rightly said, Theo was 10 months old when he first had a seizure. He stopped breathing on that occasion. That happened on the 27th of September. And it was the very first time he'd ever had anything like that happen. He had no previous existing um, conditions that might prepare her for this. So it came completely out of the blue. And as you can imagine, Rebecca was terrified. So she called 999, she told us, at 10 to 6 in the evening and explained to the operator that Theo was unconscious. She performed CPR and Theo regained consciousness, but she says he looks floppy and lifeless. She was told an ambulance was on his way. Uh, an hour later, after more calls to the operator, that ambulance had still not arrived. And the ambulance services version of events, what's that? Well, they confirmed that they got a call from Rebecca at 10 to 6 and they graded the call non-life-threatening and that it's saying that it required a 30-minute response, even though Theo was unconscious. At 6.20, the ambulance service said that they were advised that Rebecca was making her own way to the Luton and Dunstable Hospital. Rebecca says she took that decision after waiting too long for an ambulance. Right, OK. And she was um, very angry when we spoke to her uh, yesterday. Yeah, because there was some confusion. And the East of England Ambulance Service have actually said the statements they sent through about this were confusing. They oh. admitted that themselves. So we took it from their information that they believed that it was a non-emergency 111 call that Rebecca had made and it had been referred to them by 111. Of course, she told us yesterday that it was definitely a 999 call. She said, why on earth would I call 111 when my baby was unconscious? The service have now confirmed that this was indeed the case. Uh, and what's the ambulance service going to do now? Well, they've now said that they will be writing to Rebecca. Um, she's written to them several times and had no response. She says that she's happy, uh, they, they are happy to meet her, 
following her complaint. The service says that their patient services department have tried to call Rebecca to update her on progress of the investigation, but she tells us she's heard nothing. They've also told us that they will release audio of that 999 call if she and the operators give their consent. Rebecca emailed the ambulance service yesterday to give her permission, so that side of it is covered. We've just got to wait and see whether the operators give their consent, of course. Um, and um, we have invited the East of England Ambulance Service to uh, control... Sorry, we have been invited to the East of Ambulance's control room to see how calls are uh, are graded, something that Rebecca would also be up for, she says. OK, well... Is that something that you fancy? Well, I'm, I, I... I don't know how it helps this case, to no, be honest. I, I, I'm, I'm, that, that's great for, for something in the future. We want to sort out what went wrong here, first of all. I mean, I'm sure, you know, that, I, that they can tell us how they grade their phone calls. That's not particularly what I'm bothered about. I want to know what they're going to do to sort this out and stop this happening again. We'll keep on it. You're going to hide all morning, Catherine. Are you going to give up? No, 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 no. I can, I could do this all day. I mean, I'm, I'm quite happy to stay in a darkened studio all day, crouch down underneath the desk, and broadcast from here. It's easy for me to do. I can see Kelly. I can see Kelly. Look, she's so rubbish at hiding. For those who don't know, Catherine and Kelly thought it'd be funny to be in a dark studio. The thing is, JVS will be down in half an hour. He'll turn on the lights in the next studio, so I instantly win because I'll be able to see you. Will you? Well, well, yes. I mean, I can see you now. You can't? Yeah, I can. I know exactly what I, Well, I can see where your microphone is, so I follow it, and I know that that is where your massive head is. Is it? <laughs> oh, 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. Let us know your hiding stories, please. From whom and where, and when has it gotten wrong? When have you been uh, hiding... There is that moment, isn't there? So I think it's about three and a half minutes into the hide where you start thinking, this person isn't going to come by. Come by, come by. Uh, and I should probably stop this now. Well, let me just say that these young ladies, I say young ladies, I mean, the, the, the ones in their th- uh, 30s, the others are older than me now, um, they've certainly picked the wrong horse to frighten by um, tying fireworks to my tail. I'm good. Sorry. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you're travelling on the M1 northbound this morning between Junction 15A for Toaster and Junction 18 for Rugby, it is closed as causing queues from Northampton after a lorry overturned just after 2 o'clock this morning. In Milton Keynes on the A421 standing way, there's roadworks around the Kingston roundabout, so expect delays through there later on. And in Roxton on the A1 Great North Road, there's roadworks going on around the Black Cat roundabout, so that is likely to get very busy later on as well. Having a look at the speed sensors on the M25 and anti-clockwise, it's starting to look very heavy between Junction 20. 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Having a look at the trains, there's no major problems reported at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Results of a new controversial 11-plus test in Buckinghamshire will be revealed today. The new test was introduced last year in a bid to limit the amount of tutoring that more well-off parents can afford to pay for. Ofsted says local authorities have been too slow in tackling child exploitation. Their comments come as Hertfordshire Police and County Council launch a campaign this morning. And a British consortium, including the Milton Keynes-based Open University, is trying to raise half a billion pounds from moon landing in 10 years' time. 
Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wayne Rooney scored twice in England's 3-1 friendly win in Scotland last night, taking him to within three goals of Bobby Charlton's England record of 49. Here's England manager Roy Hodgson. You know, right from the very first minute, we established control and there were very few periods in the game, I thought, where we didn't have full control. And I think that's uh, summed up by the fact we had a goalkeeper. He picked the ball out of the, the back of the net on the only real shot which tested him during the whole of the 90 minutes. And few complaints from Scotland boss Gordon Strachan. The team that looked after the ball better was England. The team that pressurised better was England. So unless you're very, very lucky, then the outcome's got to be what you, what you got tonight. Wickham will host Wimbledon in the second round of the FA Cup after Wimbledon beat York 3-1 in last night's first round replay. The second round tie at Adams Park will be on Sunday the 7th of December with a 2pm kick-off. And contrasting fortunes for Milton Keynes Dons and Luton in the second round of the FA Youth Cup last night. The Dons youngsters won 5-4 after extra time away to Newport, but Luton lost 2-1 at Oxford City. Stevenage host Wealdstone tonight. Mercedes boss Toto Wolff hopes Lewis Hamilton will sign a contract extension next week. The Hertfordshire driver leads teammate Nico Rosberg by 17 points going into Sunday's final Grand Prix in Abu Dhabi and with his current deal up at the end of next season, Wolf wants to ensure Hamilton remains with the team for many years. What we have agreed between each other is that we didn't want to sit down on a table and negotiate terms and contract when Lewis needs to concentrate on his driving. So on the Monday or Tuesday after Abu Dhabi we will sit down and discuss and hopefully find a a solution quickly. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. She's gone 
over. Yeah, how did it end? I pwned you, mate. No, I think you'll find I pwned you. Catherine did a booty call. <laughs> Is that a booty call when you ask someone to come and find you? Um, not quite, no. There was booty, um, bootylicious. <laughs> no, Kat, we, but we've spent the last 38 minutes hiding. It was radio, it doesn't really make much difference to you, but I, we've played some great songs. Imagine dark. Some long songs, Imagine yeah. us in the dark. They're in one studio, I'm in the, uh, the main studio uh, controlling this, uh, this beast. And uh, with a headache, which is now considerably worse. Thanks for that, guys. Uh, and then Catherine sends me a message saying, come and find me, booty call. <laughs> I thought, oh, bootylicious. So I went out. She jumped out from the dark. I pretended to be scared. You were scared. She turned the lights on. I won. Job done. No, the, the surely, guy, guys, right, the loser is the person who... <laughs> Um, the loser is the person who turns the lights on first. No, the loser the... Who's, is the person who shrieks like a girl. A girl who is scared. The loser is the person who does the most amount of wee-wee. How much wee-wee did you do? None. I've got my, I've got my cup here. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> nearly, nearly a full cup. Yeah, I did get a message um, warning me that he'd gone native in here and yeah. uh, what, what I was going to find wasn't going to be pretty. So why do cats sit in circles? I've got a cat. I've never noticed this. I know that she used to when she was younger, not so much these days. If there was a box, mm-hmm. she'd go and sit in the box. She likes sitting in the box. They like confined spaces, don't they? But the Daily Mail says the great Moggy mystery. It's the question that's got the internet purring. It's hardly Kim Kardashian's backside. Why do cats sit in circles then refuse to move? Well, I don't think they refuse to move. Otherwise, they'll be... What, Still how come, there. How come I've never seen a rotting cat's corpse in a circle? Because they move at some point. But, but is this true? If you've got a cat... Can we do this? If you've got a cat, can you put a circle around it mm-hmm. and see... And it can be like... A hula hoop. Hula hoop, banana... Um, um, the cord from your dressing gown. But then this these this article doesn't prove it because anyone can take a picture of a cat stationary. So what they've done, I mean, who knows what happened seconds before and seconds after? Mm. This they happened. might be holding uh, kibbles and bits. Oh, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. If anybody can um, go and put a circle around a, a, a cat, because for all I know, the photographer is holding something tasty for the cat, and the cat is looking expectantly because it wants the kibbles and bits. Okay, you keep going on about kibbles and bits. Do you know what kibbles and bits are? Yeah, cat, f- cat food, cat biscuits. Yeah, yeah, I know what they are. I've got a cat. Sound funny though, don't they? Not really. They do. Not as funny as you think it sounds. I'd, although, I'll be honest, after the, the amount you've annoyed me this morning, I don't think anything you say is going to sound funny at all. OK. What have you got in the papers? Nothing, because you haven't it, had a look yet. I have. Oh. Yeah, for, for years, hotels have dreaded the wrath of online reviewers who, in a few short moments, oh, can expose poor service and peeling paintwork. Yeah, yeah. Remember when I stayed in a horrible hotel in Birmingham? I took great delight. This is about TripAdvisor, isn't it? I took great delight in going to the TripAdvisor website and writing a very honest and searing review of the hotel and then it I read was, all the other reviews it, it was smelly and there was um, some uh, sort of party going on there was, a party. Sex, there was a sex party going on between two people I mean I know in a hotel I mean surely you'd keep the noise down not amplify it they must have had microphones or something because that was loud <laughs> loud tailors yeah it was awful absolutely awful I mean I was upset by it cried a tear anyway yeah this particular Blackpool establishment tried to get around the problem with an unorthodox solution. They fined a couple £100 for writing a negative review Brilliant. on TripAdvisor. It's in the contract. Retired van driver Tony Jenkinson, 63, and his 64-year-old wife Jan <laughs> described the Morning, Jan. Broadway Hotel as a rotten, stinking hovel after being seriously unimpressed during a one-night stay. The couple from Whitehaven, who paid £36 for the room... You paid £36 for the room. You are going to get soiled sheets. Later found their credit card had been billed for £100 and discovered the hotel's policy was to charge for bad reviews. Wow. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? If you, if you give us a bad review, we'll fine you 100 quid. Wonderful. Wonderful. I mean, you know, if you're going to rent out rooms for £36, it's probably something you want to write into your contract. Uh, Serious thing for for a moment. This uh, um, uh, um, paedophile ring cover-up in Westminster. No, I know. Sorry. Yeah, I know it's late, but I just just want to mention it because it's it's kind of on the front page of the Telegraph. I'm hoping it's gaining momentum. I I, I think you'd be pretty hard pushed now not to believe that there have been some MPs, current or uh, in the past, that have been involved in some horrible, horrible things with young children. Uh, there is now suggestions that maybe a, a Conservative MP back in the day, I think in the 80s, uh, murdered uh, a child in, uh, in some kind of, I don't know, sex game or something. Uh, well, now there's, there's the dad of an eight-year-old boy um, who's a retired magistrate, the, the, the dad, um, who says that his son went missing in the 80s and that he had, was told at the time a paedophile ring had taken this boy. He recorded a phone call, an anonymous phone call, 
And the police were like, yeah, I don't think so, mate. No, it's it's very, very... No, I don't think so. Thanks, bye. Thanks, bye. Um, And, I mean, I'm not going to go into the details because it's horrific. But if you've been following the story and wondering why it's not on the front pages, the Daily Telegraph, it's the revelations and the story about this poor boy. I mean, they went to see... um, uh, who was it they went to see? Uh, the Prince of Wales and Lady Diana Spencer ride their, to their wedding in a carriage, and he ran ahead of the family. Oh, gosh. And didn't see him again. Front page of the Telegraph, it's horrific. But if you've been following the story, I thoroughly recommend you go and read it, because um, I'm hoping we're on the brink of something here, guys. Richard's in Winslow talking about cats. Good morning, Richard. Yo, the old cat thing there. Yes, Richard. It's a territory thing. They all sit around eyeballing each other up. No. They don't really want to fight because they might get injured. But basically, they're eyeballing each other and saying, listen, sunshine, this is my patch. You come over here and I'll give you a furry smack round the ear. Right. That doesn't answer the question about why they sit in circles. Well, it's because, you know, if I move towards you, I'm invading your territory. If you come home, come over here and I'll give you a furry slap. So what are you going to give me a furry slap thing. with? That's quite a worrying... Uh... Sorry? What, what, what are you going to give me a furry slap with? No, not you. The cat. I mean, I, Why would you hit a cat? I, I used to have a cat that I inherited at my last place. And he was a cheeky old boy. He walked out of the road, two doors to the cat. It was, a, it was a lovely cat. Great story. Great, great story, Richard. Thank you so much. So that's the answer? That's the answer. Uh, give him a furry slap. By the way, Dave uh, from Luton is on the line. Dave, why, why do cats claw at people's laps when they're sitting down? Have you ever seen a cat when it gets into its basket? It'll yeah. Turn and turn yeah. and turn. Why? And its paws why? Into the bottom. Right. And it sounds when it gets on your lap, what? And it digs its paws yeah. into your leg. Yeah. Well, because it thinks it's going to sleep on a snake. Because what? It thinks it's going to sleep on a snake. Because what? It thinks it's going to sleep on a snake. Because what? He thinks he's going to sleep on a snake. Etc, etc, etc. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M40 northbound, there's reports that the exit slip road's partially blocked at Junction 7 for Tame, and in Luton on Airport Way, it's closed between Lower Harpenden Road and the Foxhall Way. That's because of an accident there. That's looking at the M25 on the speed sensors, it's looking very heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Although looking at the CCTV around Roxton on the A1 Great North Road, it's moving well through the Black Cat roundabout at the moment. Still problems on the M1 northbound, though. It's closed between Junction 15A for Toaster and 18 for rugby with queues northbound from Northampton because of a fuel spillage earlier on and having a look at the trains on the London Underground, the Piccadilly line is suspended between Rainers Lane and Hammersmith that's because of a signal failure. Smart's Breath BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much 6.46 it's uh, Wednesday the 19th of November, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Results of a new controversial 11 plus test in Buckinghamshire will be revealed today Ofsted says local authorities have been too slow in tackling child exploitation. Their comments come as Hertfordshire Police and County Council launch a campaign this morning. And a British consortium, including the Milton Keynes-based Open University, is trying to raise half a billion pounds for a moon landing in ten years' time. Yeah, because their last project went so well, didn't it? Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. We have a rather cloudy start to the day. In fact, it's a bit misty, causing some tricky driving conditions, particularly uh, the further west you go. But it is, we will for some of us today, get some brighter spells. The cloud will thin, it'll break, we'll get maybe even a glimmer or two of sunshine. Just a slim chance of maybe a shower working its way in again from the North Sea. By the time it gets to it, it's probably decayed. You're not really going to feel too much of it at all, but it is a possibility. Temperatures still struggling, though, I'm afraid. We're looking at a maximum of just 11 Celsius. Overnight, predominantly dry, one or two clear spells. Again, mist and fog likely to develop before dawn tomorrow. Minimum temperature down to five Celsius. So the mist again for tomorrow. It's a similar sort of day for tomorrow and indeed for Friday. So a quiet couple of days. Things start to change though as we pick up the air from the southwest. It'll come from the Atlantic starting overnight Friday into Saturday. It looks like it's going to bring some rain just in time for the weekend. That's your forecast. Every weekday morning, local opinions. Well, I think it's a very difficult uh, proposition. You really cannot allow your heart to rule your head. Local stories. I wanted to call my house Hardcore Mansions. They refused that on two separate occasions. I wasn't leaving the house through the fear as to what I would find when I came back. Local life. I bought a car within three months. It's rusty. They said that the deposit would be forthcoming. It wasn't. The JVS Show. Weekdays from 9 on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a great story here about a couple went and stayed in a hotel. And um, they paid... Uh, £36. Yep. It was awful. They yep. called it a hovel. Yep. They got fined £100. Yep. Yep. OK, great story. Six in ten women admit they let themselves go in winter because they can hide their figures beneath chunky knitwear. I would say 60% or three in five. Yeah. A third of the men questioned said they put on weight, go to the gym less, grow facial hair and wear loose-fitting clothing over the colder months. And half the women in the survey shave their legs less regularly as they can cover them off. <laughs> However, nearly half of the 2,000 men and women polled admitted they look worse as a result of their slovenly winter ways. But 60% said they simply don't have the energy to care. So that's that. You're right, Just. Hey, good morning, boss. Wow, you're sounding uh, full of spunk. Mm, and a happy World Toilet Day to you. Sorry? What? Yeah, it's World Toilet Day today. Celebrating toilets here and right the way across the world. Celebrating what? Toilets. What? Toilets. Toilets? Toilets. It's World Toilet Day. And what are you doing to celebrate? Are you going to splash out? Uh, yeah, I will be later on, yeah. I'll be going to as many public toilets as I possibly can to uh, celebrate this very special oh. day. And I advise I everybody laugh. listening to this right now to do exactly the same. Yeah. But I've got a bit of a beef this morning. Oh. Um, I was watching the Battle of Britain last night. Scotland against England. Oh. And I stroll in the park for the Football boys. match, yes. Adrian Charles came on. Yeah. And you won't believe this. He apologised to I'm a celebrity, get me out of here fans, because the programme wasn't on. We're talking Hang about Scotland versus England, yeah, for goodness sake. in a friendly, which, yes. is, which is meaningless. Mm-hmm. Hey, I tell you what, Scotland versus England, that will never, ever be a friendly. It was a friendly, and it was marred by um, IR, a chance about the IRA. Well, so, I didn't hear I mean, those chants. Yeah, well, I didn't hear them. It was marred by chance about right, the okay, IRA. Fair enough, right. so I'm a celebrity. It's only on, fair play, it's only on for three weeks. Mm-hmm. It costs ITV, I don't know, I'm going to say £30 million. Pounds. I've literally just made that figure up, but it, it, it probably holds true. Uh, so, yeah, damn right they what? should apologise for taking it off for no, one seriously, night. seriously, it wound me up. I just thought, Hell what, mess. what is this world coming 
to when you've got somebody apologising oh. for having a football game on that everyone's interested no, in no. over somebody jumping out of a plane? Nonsense. Come on. I would rather watch paint dry. I really object to the fact that um, football takes precedent. It's like the end of the argument when it comes to television. I'm fed mm. up with it. I want an alternative television channel Come where there's no football well, at any time. Guys. In fact, where they take football off and put George Clooney films on 24-7. I can understand if it's a Mickey Mouse game, but last night it was Scotland versus England. And Almost, people are saying sorry he's, he's because, still, oh, hang on, guys, sorry. You can't on. watch somebody eat a spider tonight. I'm very sorry about that. Instead, yeah. you're going to get one of the biggest you're football get some games racist, in world football. Racist chance. Um, what, what I, can I just say, and I, by the way, the, the sports team here at BBC Three Counties Radio, I've seen the lads wandering around, I don't know their names, I must go and introduce myself one day, <laughs> they do an excellent job. But yeah, apart from Jeff, if, yeah. If you don't like sport, and you listen, you like listening to the radio, on a Saturday afternoon, you are stuffed. Yeah, we're not There's talking nothing... about Saturday afternoons, I get oh, that, at local still... football, I mean, but we're talking mm. here about your country. How could you not be interested in your country playing against Scotland? Like this. Guys, <sighs> is still on? No. And so on. It just wound me up and I just thought, you know what, boss, I'm going to come to you this morning to get it off my chest. I'm just thinking, surely... I'd rather you didn't, mate. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, surely there can't be anybody out there who thinks that I'm a celebrity, a load of people eating creatures, murdering creatures in Mm. their mouth is better (laughs) than watching England versus Scotland. Would you like to take that to the street? I will do. And leave us alone? Yeah. Thank you. Um, good, because I didn't get him to do the gay bull. Gay bull is saved. Yes. Tell me more. Anne of Green Gables. Yeah, guys? Uh Clark Gable. Mm. No, it's a gay bull. A gay bull. A bull set for slaughter because it is gay. I can't believe we're still killing gay bulls. Not in the 21st century. It's as if bulls are only used to reproduce. Is this this Pakistan or something? What the hell is going on? Are we Nigeria? What the hell is going on here? A bull set for slaughter has been, uh, because it is gay, has been... I don't even like that word when you're talking about bulls. A homosexual bull uh, set for slaughter has been saved by a co-creator of The Simpsons. What? Ter- huh? Terminally ill Sam Simon... Oh, that's the, the gentleman, 59. Pledged £5,000 to buy pedigree Charolais Benji and send him to his sanctuary. Benji looked doomed after failing to mate with females at a farm in Arwitz, in Ireland. OK. A vet concluded the bull was gay. Well, well we saved the gay bull. That's that's great, isn't it? You don't get you don't get uh, Geldorf doing a song about gay bulls in Ireland, his home country. What makes probably supports the killing of that gay bull. I um, like and I applaud uh, the co-creator of The Simpsons for for stepping in. But how many more? How many bull, more bulls are out there? And they're quietly popped off. It shouldn't. Well, that's the problem. He wouldn't pop off. It shouldn't be about dipping into our pockets. It should be equality for all bulls. Whatever they like to get up to in the field. It's none of my business. As long as they don't ram it down my throat, etc., etc., etc. I'd just like to say congratulations to Charles Manson getting married to a very, very hot young lady. Well, very she... hot, probably bonkers, probably completely nuts. Did you see the before and after shots, though? Because she looks quite nice in 2010. Yeah, she's beautiful she's wearing in 2010. Poker-hunter-style braids. Beautiful. Now she shaved her head and carved an X into her forehead. Now she Maybe looks less. Nuts. Maybe now, less. Now she, he's probably going to go, what would you do that for? I prefer to when you look like a hot, normal girl. And one of the papers, it's either the Mail or the Express gets it wrong because it calls Charles Manson a mass killer. How many people did Charles Manson kill with his own hands, ladies and gentlemen? 
None whatsoever. So, um, come on, guys. Isn't it time? Isn't it time? For what? I don't know, but I just, you know, good luck to her. Because she's not bonkers in the slightest, is she? Mm. Do you want to do one more story and then we'll play a song? Oh, Paddington Bear, Too Rude. Oh, have you heard is, this one? Yeah, I have heard this one. The British Board of Film Classification has been forced into a pusillanimous climb down. Pusillanimous, don't worry. You yep. ju- I said earlier. I know what clever- it means. I know what it means. I don't know what it means, but I can say it, and I think in many ways that's well, more important. Well, pusil in uh, old French mm. is a maiden, All so right, it's a pucelle, sorry, and that means uh, that she was a virgin. So it's saying that it's a kind of. Um, prudish climb down after finding itself in a sticky situation over my revelations this is sebastian shakespeare's revelations everybody remember those about the marmalade loving paddington bear it's hardly a revelation it's a scene in the film so it's not they've not hidden it away it's got mild sex references mild bad language it cross dresses is that a sex reference well it is can be in Justin's house. A man disguised as a woman is flirted with by another man. That's Bugs Bunny. That's, that happens in the monkeys, guys. That's a staple. That's Tom and Jerry. Sometimes they would disguise a thumb as a lady mouse. What about, what about Pepe Le Pew, right? What about When that? the male cat gets white paint down his back, so Pepe Le Pew gets all um, fruity about it, doesn't even realise that he's, he's a male cat because they have their bits chopped off. So... Filth, apparently. Yeah. <laughs>
stories. Do you give us stuff about England playing Scotland? It wasn't even a proper football match. It was a friendly. 08459 555. We'll take your calls after we get a little bit of the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 14 northbound. There's reports that the exit slip road is partially blocked at Junction 7 for Tame. Having a look at the speed sensors, there's not any major delays there at the moment. Having a look elsewhere on the M40, though, it's looking a little bit slow on the approach to High Wycombe. Having a look on the cameras on the M25 anti-clockwise, and it's looking very slow at the moment between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. In Luton on Airport Way, that's close between Lower Harpenden Road and Vauxhall Way. It's very busy around there at the moment. Smart Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Well, it's all been a bit of nonsense, really. We should probably um, kind of focus our energies and attention on the show now. Yeah, we agreed? All right, let's do it. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Buckinghamshire 11 plus results to be revealed. Scheme to tackle child exploitation in Hertfordshire and Rooney at the double as England win in Scotland. BBC Three Counties Radio. Results of a new controversial 11 plus test in Buckinghamshire will be revealed today. The new test was introduced last year in a bid to limit the amount of tutoring that more well-off parents can afford to pay for. More from Ben Nye. Critics of the grammar school system say that it benefits pupils from public public schools or those with families who have enough money to pay for extra tutoring. In an effort to address this, the Bucks Grammar Schools Association approached a company to produce a new exam. However, according to Buckinghamshire campaign group Local Equal Excellent, it's become more difficult for pupils from state schools to pass the 11+. The education watchdog has warned that vulnerable children are at risk of sexual exploitation and abuse because of failings by councils. Ofsted said local authorities had been too slow in facing up to their responsibilities. Hertfordshire Police and Hearts County Council launched their campaign in Stevenage this morning. Debbie Jones from Ofsted says councils mustn't be complacent. Where communities are brave, where police forces and their partners are brave, where intelligence is shared, we've seen good practice. But frankly, overall, no one place has got it completely sorted. Performance data for around 5,000 surgeons is being published this morning. Ministers claim the initiative will drive up standards. Professor Stephen Westerby, a surgeon at the John Radcliffe Hospital in Oxford, believes a focus on the performance of individuals is counterproductive. We've got a name and shame culture where individual surgeons seek to protect themselves by gaining the lowest mortality rates. This is defensive practice and it has a negative impact for the patient and on training and recruitment. Prisoners at the Mount Jail in Bovingdon near Hemel Hempstead smuggled in 220 mobile phones last year. Government figures reveal almost 7,500 phones were found in jails in 2013. These also included 176 at Aylesbury, 64 at Woodhill in Milton Keynes and 53 at Bedford. A British consortium, including the Milton Keynes-based Open University, is trying to raise half a billion pounds in public donations for a project to land a robotic probe on the moon in 10 years' time. 
time. Lunar Mission 1 will also see if a human base can be established there. Donors will be given space on the lander for their own personal messages, pictures, music and videos. In sport, Wayne Rooney scored twice in England's 3-1 friendly win in Scotland, taking him to within three goals of Bobby Charlton's England record of 49. by the England captain. The weather, a misty start, but most parts will have a dry day with a few bright or sunny intervals, a maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Quite a quaint, pretty little town, really. I think it's a little hidden away jewel in the Chilterns, to be honest. Telling everyone about where you live. Bustling, unique, friendly place. All this week, we're exploring Chesham. One of the great things about Chesham is everybody lives close to it, so most people can actually walk into the town. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, guys. Four minutes past seven. If you've just tuned in, well, you missed a lot of bonfoolery. You, you probably probably better that you probably better they tuned in now, isn't it? Absolutely. This uh, is where the show starts properly. The first hour, I mean, it was just us showing off to each other, wasn't it? Wasn't it? That's a question to you, I'm the lady. Well, I'm looking at. I wonder why you're um, diminishing my victory. Oh, mate, you didn't win anything. I know I didn't, Ian. I know you won. You totally pulled me. I was just being cheeky. That's all right, Catherine. I don't mind. No, I know it was bang out of order for me to say that you had won. I had won. And that was wrong, but you had won. Not me, Catherine Moyle. I am a, I'm a liar. And apparently Donald and or Davy Stott. Oh, dear me, mate. What's coming up on the show this morning, Catherine? I've been paying literally no attention to the output at all. We're talking 11 plus and yep. whether it's a system that uh, allows bright kids from poor backgrounds to have a hand up educationally or whether actually it should be, it's antiquated, it um, makes people feel stupid at an early age, puts them on the scrap heap. Should we get rid of it? Okay. Anything else? It carries uh, off something. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be talking about, oh, we'll have a catch up with the people from Newlands Park. Oh, yeah, fantastic. From the okay. mobile home site where the caravans under, uh, are, are rotting away and their yeah. landlords won't do anything about it. In fact, according to the residents, they're quite threatening. And we're talking to an ex-offender about prisons as well, are we? Sounds good to me. I, I would listen. What's on the other... No, I would listen to this. 08459 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Also, your hiding stories, please. When, where, who, what, why, how, etc., etc., etc. Now, critics of a controversial 11-plus test in Buckingham say it's, st- say it's still unfair on children from underprivileged backgrounds. The new test was introduced last year in a hope to level the playing field and limit the impact of tutoring. The result of the test will be announced at Buckinghamshire County Council's Education Select Committee later on today. But some people think the new system is never going to work. Well, I'm joined by uh, two people in order to have a chat about this. We've got uh, Chris McGovern, who's chairman of the Campaign for Real Education, and Derek Berry, who's a governor, grandfather, and campaigner against the 11 plus, plus from Local Equal Excellent. Let's start with you, Derek. What's your beef with the 11 plus? Basically, the 11 plus as it's been conducted for quite a few years in Buckinghamshire has been unfair to uh, three significant groups of, of pupils. 
And the new exam, although it was heralded, and even the grammar schools boasted that it was going to be uh, more equal and inclusive, and and even said it had been, the results show exactly the opposite, that the discrimination has increased. There are three, really, three groups of children who suffer under this, and that's the, the children that live in the towns of Aylesbury and High Wycombe have very low pass rates. Their pass rates have gone down, and uh, the ethnic minorities suffer as well. So the, um, the, these people... It's not a, f- a fair system for selecting people. Well, does it not? Does it that that might mean that it's working, Derek? That it's separating the people who are good at the eleven plus and the people who aren't good at the eleven plus? It's not an intelligence test, is it? But no, it's really a lot of the results are really based on the amount of coaching that children get, and that's the problem. If you if you don't in- get the coaching, you're you're hardly likely to pass the test. Chris, let's go to Chris McGovern from the, the chairman of the Campaign for Real Education. It's, it's weighted in the favour of those who can afford extra coaching, Chris. Uh, I think, yeah, all exams are, aren't they? Yeah, it's interesting because Derek says, for example, that ethnic minority children are discriminated against. But uh, if you read the Sunday Times a few days ago, it pointed out that across, um, across England, amongst 164 grammar schools, up to 92% in one school are actually dominated by ethnic minority children. It's far from discriminating against ethnic minority children. The, the grammar schools actually dominated by them. But look, um, 11 plus is a test. All tests are going to favour those children who are better prepared for it. Look, I'm a person who took the 11 plus back in the 1960s. I failed the 11 plus and so I recognise that there are issues with the 11 plus. I actually passed at 13 to grammar school but I recognise there are issues with the 11 plus. Uh, but that doesn't mean to say therefore we shouldn't have grammar schools. What we actually need is far more places. We have a situation where th- I think we have 13 grammar schools in, in Bucks. We need far more because there's a huge parental demand. We've got to get more grammar schools because we've got to meet the needs of children with high ability. Are you up did you take the 11 plus, Derek? I, I don't think I did. I, no, I, I can't recall taking the 11 plus. Because I, I took the 11 plus and I passed it and I lived in a horrible council estate in Slough and I didn't have extra coaching. And uh, it, the, the way it was sold to me at the time, the way I've always b- 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 thought of it is that it, it isn't an intelligence test. It's more verbal reasoning. And it's kind of to separate those people who are more... Uh, uh, conducive to, to, to kind of formal education as to those who perhaps will do more practical things. It, and it seemed to work. But it, it, it may have worked in the past, but it certainly doesn't work in Buckinghamshire at the moment. When, you've got re- when you look at the results in Buckinghamshire, something like 70% of all the children from private schools pass. And you're looking at something like 4%, 5% from the, t- from the town schools in places like High Wycombe and, and Aylesbury. Now, there's either something... And the test, according to the admissions code, should be a test of ability. So the test is not a test of ability. It's a test of how much preparation you, you can do. And unfortunately, the coaching is, is fairly expensive. And so it basically shuts out a whole load of people who have ability. And this is one of the problems. Originally, you see, the reason that the 11 plus was brought in is because in the 1950s, Britain was falling behind in its economic development compared to Japan and Germany. The government carried out an IQ test on every male who was being called up for national service. And what they discovered was the very high number of uh, the population who had a high IQ but had no 
educational qualifications whatsoever. And the government came to the conclusion that the industrial requirements were changing the kind of people that they needed in the industry and the education levels that they wanted. And so they decided that one of the most damaging things was, was the secondary modern schooling system, which in most counties actually banned children in secondary modern schools from taking GCSEs. And so the, the comprehensive system was introduced to, to deal with that problem. Now, you had counties like Buckinghamshire, which at that time were very, very agricultural mill, sort of paper mill type factories. And the county councillors in Buckinghamshire decided that there wasn't any point in doing that in here. But now that things have changed, and we do need everybody to have a good education, unfortunately, the results of what happens when you have a selective system, is you also goes along with a high number of children not getting their five GCSEs, including maths well, and English. Well, Chris, your, your response. Look, Derek, my view, talking nonsense. If you look at the the one part of the United Kingdom where we have grammar schools and secondary one schools is Northern Ireland. Year in, year out, Northern Ireland has better results than the rest of the UK, where there is largely a comprehensive school system. Now, of course, there are problems with 11 plus, but the fact is, Derek's out of touch. The majority of parents in this country want to have a choice, and they want grammar schools. Therefore, we need to have more grammar schools. As for the children who don't go to grammar schools, like myself, well, look, we need to have very good vocational schools. In Switzerland, which is a very successful uh, education system, but 20% go to grammar schools, 80% go to vocational schools. It's highly successful. There's nothing wrong with vocational schools. In London today, we have bricklayers earning £100,000 a year. We need people who are plumbers, carpenters, electricians, and we need to get away from the idea that somehow academic is good and vocational is bad. Not at all. We need I, great vocational schools. Where, where, where are your bricklayers earning £100,000 a year? Well, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this from the Evening Standard last week, it reported it must that bricklayers are earning up £100,000 a year, yes. and there's a huge shortage of them. I mean, it's extraordinary. Yeah. And yet we go around saying, we want more grammar schools. No, we need schools which suit the ability of children. If I'm an academic kid, I want a grammar school. If I've got skills like being a bricklayer or, or a plumber, electrician or a carpenter, I need a vocational sc- uh, school. And therefore, we need schools which meet the abilities of the children, and we need to meet the requirements of parents. Let parents Chris, decide. Let me just quick, Chris, let me put this. Jill has sent in a couple of emails. They're very long, but let me just summarise. Pick out one bit. She says, um, hang on a second. Uh, here we go. Yes, if when those who tell the teachers their pupils are underachieving actually look at the abilities of students, their poor backgrounds and their lack of parental involvement and give state schools the quality of resources private schools have, then and only then can statistics be compared like with like. And it is to do with, with resources, isn't it? It's not, it's not necessarily children's intelligence. It's the resources that a school has to train them to pass these exams. Look, when we're talking about quality of teachers, quality of teaching matters immensely and resources do matter. But we've put lots and lots of money into education in the last 20 years and yet we've fallen further and further behind on international comparisons. We're way behind Vietnam, but three years behind China at the age of 15. These countries are not spending massive amounts of edu- on education, but they are doing. They are, they are organising schools well and they're teaching children well. It's not just about resources, but look, grammar schools provide a ladder out of deprivation for children who are bright but f- from deprived backgrounds. We need grammar schools. We need good technical schools. We just need great education. This country's got a problem with this education system. We're not going to solve it by what Tony Blair called the bog standard comprehensive. Okay, Derek, last 30 seconds to you. Well, unfortunately, only about 2% of the children 
in, in free school meal children get into the grammar schools. So it, it's not a route for those people. And also, you just have to take into account, you can't select children at the age of 10, that's that when they start year six, to determine whether they're going to be bricklayers or accountants or lawyers. It's an absolutely ridiculous system. All you want is an education system that allows every child to get as far as they can during the whole of their school career. They have a very limited school career, and what you want is a fair system. And what we've got at Buckinghamshire at the moment is a very unfair system of selecting children at 10. If you're in a private school, good, you're 70% chance you'll get in. If you happen to live in Aylesbury or High Wycombe, it's about a 4 to 6% or something like okay, that. OK, General, we, we have to end it there. Uh, we're out of time. I hope you feel you had a, a, a fair crack of the whip. The last voice you heard was Derek Berry, Governor, Grandfather, Campaigner against the 11 Plus from Local Equal Excellent and Chris McGovern, Chairman of the Campaign for Real Education. Your thoughts, please. I'm, I'm one of those people, I don't normally like saying things like this. Well, it never hurt me. The 11 Plus worked for me. I was, you know, the poor kid on a council estate, poorish. Uh, passed my 11 plus, went to a grammar school. Did all right, thanks very much. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton, Airport Way is closed northbound between Lower Harpenden Road and Vauxhall Way and it's looking very slow now as a result of that on Kimpton Road eastbound between Windmill Road and the Airport Way as well. On the A1 southbound it's looking very slow on the speed sensors between the St Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks and checking the motorways, the M25 anti-clockwise is looking very slow between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Also the M40 towards London is looking slow between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross roundabouts and on the M1 northbound that's still closed between junction 15A for Toaster and 18 for Rugby. Those queues are from Northampton. On the trains, the Piccadilly line as is suspended between Rainers Lane and Hammersmith because of a signal failure. Smartthrough BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 7.17 or thence abouts. It's Wednesday, the 19th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Results of a new controversial 11-plus test in Buckinghamshire will be revealed today. Ofsted says local authorities have been too slow in tackling child exploitation. Their comments come as Hertfordshire Police and County Council launch a campaign this morning. And a British consortium, including the Milton Keynes-based Open University, is trying to raise half a billion pounds for a moon landing in ten years' time because their last trip to space went so well, didn't it? Not BBC Three Counties Radio. What's up? No. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Quite a quaint, pretty little town, really. I think it's a little hidden away jewel in the Chilterns, to be honest. All this week, we're celebrating Chesham. I've lived here eight, nearly 83 years. In the same house. Everybody that lives here absolutely loves the place. And full of characters. Telling everyone about where you live. It's small enough to be friendly, but it's big enough to have quite a few things. Quite an interesting place, really. Quite enjoy living here. Oh. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks from BBC Three Counties Radio. Brian's in High Wycombe of all places. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. How's High Wycombe this morning? Uh, well, I've got oh. a chance to experience it. I've got to put my bin out in a minute. So well, well, when you put that bin out, you I'll really try you know and later. experience High Wycombe at its peak. 
Yeah. I like High Wycombe. High Wycombe gets a bad rap. I like High Wycombe. Yeah, it's got a grammar school. Yeah, uh, that will be why, you see. <laughs> I tell you, well, uh, Brian, have you always lived in High Wycombe? I've always lived uh, uh, okay. near High Wycombe. Right, now, because I I my mum was in uh, High Wycombe Hospital a few weeks ago, and it's the first time I've been there in a while. Uh-huh. And so I had to drive there, and uh, there was something missing. And I wonder if I dreamt this, or if this actually happened, right? You know that really, really steep hill you come down to get to High Wycombe? Yep, the Hill and Marley Hill. Beautiful hill, right? So you come down this steep hill. Yep. Did there used to be... And I, I'm flipping like I'm old. Maybe about 30, 35 years ago. Did there used to be a runoff groove on the left-hand side? It was like a sort of yep, trap made of sand. Hill, yep. <laughs> there was, wasn't there? Oh, yeah, to catch the, <laughs> the escape. I've never known it actually used. It was, it was, it was if, if you're... Be- my dad told me it was if your brakes went, you could swerve off into the sand and yeah. it would slow you down. Is that true? Well, lorries, because there are still accidents where lorries uh, do uh, the brakes fail on Amersham Hill. Flipping heck. And they go through the shop windows down below. But uh, oh, when was the last time that happened? Well, not very long ago. Blimey. People have been killed. I, oh, crikey. Uh, well, I'm so glad you remember that, because I, I was light driving tag, down. I think. Light tag was the material used. <laughs> oh, well, because I was driving down, and like, it just, I hadn't thought about that for 30, 35... When did they get rid of it? I think... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, dear. It must have been a while ago. I think I, I think weeds have grown up, and uh, yeah. it's just not been used. No. But uh, I'm not sure that it's not still at the... There's a retaining wall there, and... Uh, right. I think it's still there. Thank you, Brian. I may be wrong. Anyway, go on. That's not what you've, I'm firing all these questions at you. I'll shut yeah. up now and let you talk. Go on. Yeah, because it's the, uh, uh, nobody will ever convince me that uh, it's a fair system, the uh, 11 plus. I passed in 1944. I was lucky then. Uh, well, if you call it luck. I was lucky at the grammar school to be in the right class. Uh, to be able to achieve, because it was an average class. It wasn't the express form, it wasn't the science, and it wasn't the arts. I was average across the board, and that served me well. I was lucky when I went into the army. Because of my grammar school education, I could pick the best job, and I went abroad to Cyprus and had an excellent time, even in career afterwards. People asked me for jobs, and... um, that I didn't expect, and life's been very lucky. But on the other hand, uh, I for people who don't pass, and I think it's unfair in that there is coaching, I've experienced it, and not just the actual examination itself, yeah. I got a grandson, well, my grandson was very bright, but he was way below the points needed, I think it was 121, he was about 116, so really hardly worth appealing for, but his, there was a, the marriage was going wrong, and his father came back on the scene, and uh, so <laughs> resolved now, but uh, yeah. that really threw him, and from being top of the class, his results dropped. But, but the, 11, I, the 11 plus isn't an intelligence test. It's not a test about what you've, what you've learned. It's verbal reasoning. It's being able to spot patterns in words and numbers and, and things like that, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I don't think... I was always told that you can't really study for that. You kind of either sort of have it to a certain yeah. extent or you don't. You're given the type of questions that you're going to get. Yeah. You're getting used, comfortable with taking those questions. Yeah. It's, uh, there is a lot to it. But uh, the appeal, uh, I being... <laughs> that was my profession to provide expert... be an expert witness, and I went with my daughter... And I produced, because he had been a county chess champion and uh, various other things, yeah. uh, we 
uh, actually with a very low mark got through but there are others who haven't got such supportive you know yeah. abolists who can't get through but are equally would do equally well at a grammar school yeah. Brian listen we've got to end, end it there because we're out of time I've got to move on to my next guest but thank you very much indeed not a fan of it in the slightest Catherine and I did uh, a few questions this morning from an 11 plus uh, I say we did them Catherine you couldn't answer one I found it quite intimidating that you were sort of standing well, you kind of... I always loosen my belt when I'm answering questions. <laughs> That's it. I just think better. I, I was not programmed or trained to recognise those questions. Mate, you, it was... She said, I will beat you at the, the, the 11 plus. Um, we got some questions up. It was... You had to move one letter from one word into another word uh, uh, to create two new words. Mm-hmm. It was... Easy. It was easy. Well, some of them took you a while. Boom, boom, boom. Done, done, done. Yeah, but you you were trained to answer them. No, questions. I wasn't. My yeah. mum my mum bought me two books on verbal reasoning from W. H. Smiths. Okay, so that's training. It's read. It's putting in a little bit of prep for an exam, mate. I didn't realise I was doing an exam this morning. Yeah, and it so was. And she did it. She did it thirty years ago for me, and yet it's still in there. Thank you. Useful. Yeah, I am. Oh wait, and, and you're a tool. Um, sorry? You're useful as well, like a tool. She's saying you are useful like a tool. That's nice. Isn't it? I'm saying a nice yeah, thing. You're, yeah, you are a nice. tool, Catherine. A useful tool. That you're, you're in my toolbox and uh, you are useful to me. He can't what? do the show without his tools. Well, let's see about that. We all need tools and Catherine is a big one. Now, we heard this week that the organised, uh, incredible story, the organised sexual abuse of children in co- uncovered in Rotherham this year is likely to be widespread in the rest of England. As a result, local authorities have been asked to urgently review their child protection systems. But one council is taking innovative legal action to protect children in care. Birmingham City Council wants to use high court injunctions to prevent child abuse. Well, I'm not quite sure how that works, but I'm joined by John Silverman, a professor of media and criminal justice at the University of Bedfordshire, also a former BBC uh, Home Affairs correspondent. How would this work, John? Tell me about these, these injunctions. Well, I mean, an injunction simply is a kind of legal tool for preventing someone from uh, approaching uh, another person. I mean, we've seen their use in domestic violence cases, for example, for a number of years where uh, a man, it is usually a man, is prevented from going near his partner because there have been uh, allegations of violence. What's interesting, I think, is that this is a civil action. Um, now, you might think, well, if these two men have actually um, you know, been seen intimidating a vulnerable girl, why aren't they being taken to court? Why aren't they being charged with an offence? Well, it appears that there isn't enough evidence to mount a criminal case, in other words, to establish their uh, guilt beyond reasonable doubt, but there is enough evidence to bring a civil case, which is a lower standard of proof. So the injunction has been issued. We don't know the exact terms. Uh, I think they might be revealed later today, but they prevent these two men from approaching this particular vulnerable girl. There, there, I can see flaws in this, John, and I'm hoping you can, you can uh, sort me out on this. Uh, if, they are, if people are child abusers, they're going to ignore an injunction, surely. And also, uh, they are prevented from seeing one specific child, but that doesn't stop them, of course, from seeing and potentially abusing other children. Yeah, I mean, of course, you can pick a lot of holes in this. Um, The girl at the moment is under 18, which is why she's being protected in this way. But I guess, you know, within the next few months, she'll turn...
18 uh, and the injunction may not apply. We're not quite sure about that when she's an adult. Um, I think the point about this is that it's, first of all, it's sending out a message to men who traffic in girls or abuse girls in some way or other. And we know that that goes on and it's much more widespread. You mentioned the um, report this morning. I mean, it's interesting that this comes out on the same day that Ofsted has criticised local authorities for being underprepared in this case. Well, here's an example of a, a local authority which actually is... Um, getting ahead of the game. The other point I think about it, and which is why councils all over the country will be looking at this case, is that the standard practice where they have vulnerable girls is to take them into some kind of care. Um, but that doesn't work because, you know, these homes, local authority accommodation, they're not prisons. Girls get out and the abuse goes on. Well, this is switching the focus to the alleged abusers. What's going on at the moment, John? There's the, I don't know if you've seen the front page of the Telegraph, but the, the, also the front page of the People at the Weekend. The, the, this, there seems to there seems to be slowly the uncovering uh, of a whole culture in all different walks of life, cab drivers in Rotherham, uh, potentially MPs in Parliament, of you know, kind of sexual abuse of young boys and young girls. How big is this going to be? Well, I think, you know, it's inevitable. I mean, you know, once once the media gets hold of uh, and Commons Committee's report on one particular case, it opens out a sort of Pandora's box and we hear of cases all over the country. And it is true that there has not been sufficient focus on this issue of child sexual abuse uh, in, until the last maybe five years or so. I mean, I, I think I put a lot of the blame down to police priorities. I think 10... 15, 20 years ago, when some of these cases originated, it was not a, a sufficiently um, high on the police agenda, I think. Many other issues were, you know, top, top of their priorities. Now, over the last five years, particularly since the Jimmy Savile case, um, it has become a really key issue, and inevitably we're hearing more and more about it. John, I appreciate your thoughts this morning. Thank you, John Silverman, Professor of Media and Criminal Justice at the University of Bedfordshire. 08459 455 555. We're not really giving you much again today. Been a bit lazy on our part for you to sink your teeth in. We'll have a little ponder and we'll come back with something after this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's very slow on the M1 southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. That's because of a breakdown and that's not helping the in Luton on the airport way. It's closed between Lower Harpenden Road and Vauxhall Way and that's causing it to be very busy as well on the A5 southbound at Markgate. It's very heavy between Lynch Hill and the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. In Chestnut on the A10 southbound it's looking very slow on the speed sensors between Turnford and the M25 at Junction 25 for Enfield. Also on the M25 it's queuing and Anti-clockwise between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And on the M40 towards London, it's looking very slow between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout. Having a look at the M1 northbound through Northamptonshire, it's still queuing from Northampton towards Junction 15A for Toaster, where it's closed. And on the trains, the Piccadilly line is suspended between Rainers Lane and Hammersmith, and that's because of a signal failure. Smart Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Results of a new controversial 11-plus test in Buckinghamshire will be revealed today. The new test was introduced last year in a bid to limit the amount of tutoring that more well-off parents can afford to pay for. Plans to prevent child exploitation in Hertfordshire will be unveiled by the police and the County Council this morning. The launch event in Stevenage comes as the education watchdog Ofsted says local authorities have been too slow in facing up to their responsibilities. And a British consortium, including the Milton Keynes-based Open University is trying to raise half a billion pounds from moon landing in 10 years' time. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wayne Rooney scored twice in England's 3-1 friendly win in Scotland last night, taking him to within three goals of Bobby Charlton's England record of 49. Here's the England manager, Roy Hodgson. You know, right from the very first minute. We established control and there were very few periods in the game I thought where we didn't have full control. And I think that's uh, summed up by the fact we had our goalkeeper. He picked the ball out of the, the back of the net on the only real shot which tested him during the whole of the 90 minutes. And there were few complaints from Scotland boss Gordon Strachan. The team that looked after the ball better was England. The team that pressurised better was England. So unless you're very, very lucky, then the outcome's got to be what you, what you got tonight. Wickham will host Wimbledon in the second round of the FA Cup after Wimbledon beat York 3-1 in last night's first round replay. The second round tie at Adams Park will be on Sunday the 7th of December with a two o'clock kick-off. And contrasting fortunes for Milton Keynes Dons and Luton in the second round of the FA Youth Cup last night. The Dons youngsters won 5-4 after extra time away to Newport, but Luton lost 2-1 at Oxford City. Stevenage host Wealdstone tonight. Mercedes boss Toto Wolff says he hopes Lewis Hamilton will sign a contract extension next week. The Hertfordshire driver leads teammate Nico Rosberg by 17 points, going into Sunday's final Grand Prix in Abu Dhabi. And with his current deal up at the end of next season, Wolf wants to ensure Hamilton remains with the team for many years. What we have agreed between each other is that we didn't want to sit down on a table and negotiate terms and contract when Lewis needs to concentrate on his driving. So on the Monday or Tuesday after Abu Dhabi, we will sit down and discuss and hopefully find a um, a solution quickly. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three right. Counties Radio. This is how rubbish. This is how rubbish your newspapers are, Britain. Okay. So the Daily Telegraph, father claims Scotland Yard covered up son's murder. Retired magistrate believes eight year old boy was abducted and killed by Westminster paedophile ring. Right? That's the front page of the Telegraph. The front page of the mail, freeze your chicken to avoid food poisoning. The front page of the Express, junk food diet leads to memory loss. By Joe Willie. The Sun, gem warfare. I'm a celebrity drama queen. Gemma Collins flew into jealous rages. Her ex. There's a there's a chance that an MP might have murdered a kitty. We're worried about a girl who's not who's famous for. Well, actually, she's quite. I met Gemma. She's quite nice. Junk food diet leads to memory loss and freeze your chicken to avoid food poisoning. These are your newspapers, and we wonder why these things are allowed to go on. Huh? We wonder why these things are allowed to continue because you've got newspapers that couldn't give us stuff. They couldn't give us stuff. The front, pa- the whole front page of the Daily Mail, right? Official watchdog's cookery advice over bug that hits 500,000 Britons a year. Freeze your chicken to avoid food poisoning. The Great Moggy Mystery. Why do cats love sitting in circles? And Myling Class had a pop at um, Ed Miliband on telly. Custom, as I am to defending the Daily Mail and or Sun, is it that that other paper with the different front page yeah. has the evidence? 
and well, the others don't, and it's their investigation. Just before we, you know, carry on. Well, OK. Um, n- no, is the short answer. The front page of the people on Sunday about VIP defiles, that's, mm. that's their hashtag they're using, guys, uh, about uh, an MP. An MP may have murdered a child for sex. That's the last time I say it, but just so you know. Uh, that was in the, the uh, mail, was it yesterday or Monday, on about page 13, a quarter of the page. So they picked up on that story, even though it was absolutely tiny. Uh, and this, uh, th- th- this story has been around for years. This story has been around for years, and none of the papers want to touch it. Hey, you know that missing dossier that the, um, uh, uh, the, the, they had in the government and it was given to um, Leon Britton, and it, it just went missing. Missing. The papers were offered that back in the day. No one wanted to touch it. No one wanted to touch it. I can't believe no one made copies. No, nor can I. Nor exactly, Catherine. I can't believe no one made copies. Even though we know that there was at least one person who said, this is, this is incredible. Yep. Someone needs to look at this and take it seriously. That person had it removed from them, apparently, by special branch. Yep. Why did they not make a copy? So Smith turned up. Well, because in those days, it would have had to... You would have, not everyone had access to photocopiers. You, you're not going to pop down to, um, to Bunces or Stars, four pence a sheet, are you, and photocopy it then. Um, but no one made copies. I really am. No, I'm not even starting to think. I'm now a conspiracy theorist. I think that there are members of the, the current government who don't want us to know about this. There are members of the press that don't want us to know about this. There are certainly members of the police force that don't want us to know about this because it's going on and it's big and they're all involved. I think if this had come out 10, 15 years ago, people would have set, thought it was a crazy conspiracy theory. But since Savile... You've read that Savile book. Yeah. Copper, he had the coppers in his back pocket. It was stardust. They were blinded by the fact that he was a famous person. He would, Savile would give the police force, I can't remember which one it was, so I think it was South Yorkshire, I'm not sure, one of the Yorkshire, would give the police force letters from people he'd abused and, and parents of people he'd abused complaining. He'd give it to the coppers and say, sort this out, lads, disappear. Uh, and so I don't believe anybody these days. Why is that story not on the front page? Why are we not... Why, you know, I know why we can't name these people, but why isn't someone... Someone... I'll tell you what someone needs to do. Someone needs to, uh, to, to run the gauntlet and name... Start naming people. And then let's see what happens. Let's see the floodgates open. See, the trend now is to wait until people die, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Don't start... Don't, you know, and I'm sure that people that were involved in this are still alive and probably very old and probably will die soon. No, 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 no. Let's get them now. Oh, it's got me angry, that. Our papers are... Our British newspapers are rubbish. What, what, what have we got on the, the front page of the other papers? Let's have a... Let's have a little look. Oh, dear. The Independent... Oh, well, fair play. OK, the Independent is um, uh, the uh, horrible uh, thing that happened in Jerusalem yesterday and um, uh, the corruption in the World Cup. Uh, and well, the Times is pretty poor. My little boy the other day was asking to go to Jerusalem. I have no idea why. I was talking about Jesus. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's starting to um, be discussed at school now. Yeah, but this was before this happened. This thing happened yesterday. Uh, I went to Jerusalem. It's nice. It's a little bit... I mean, you, you think... Tense. It, yeah, it's te- I've been to two of the tensest places in the world. Jerusalem and Pakistan. Man alive, I wouldn't go back to them in a hurry. Beautiful places. Love Pakistan. I wouldn't go back there. Anyway, Dennis is on. Good morning. Good morning, Dennis. Rant over. Yes, that's all right. Yeah, football. Yeah, go on. Why are we paying 24, well, 22 healthy young men to chase a 
bugger win around the field. Quite frankly, I think it's disgraceful. Oh. Yes, yes. Put your point to Justin Dealey, our football correspondent. Yeah, well, as I say, why are they paying him a hell of a lot of money to talk about it? Wow. So Scotland versus England means absolutely nothing to you no, then, Dennis? they should have given a couple... Give them a set of clubs and let them have a go at each other. <laughs> Dennis, come on, you're being silly now. That no. last night was a historic football game that the majority of, of people in this country absolutely love. Come on. The only thing about last night is there didn't appear to be any blood on the field when it was finished. Why would that game not interest you? I'm confused. I'm not into... I'm totally disinterested in people chasing a ball of wind around But it's the more than just football, isn't it? No. No? No, well, what else can it be? Well, it's it's Scotland versus England. It's your country. Yeah, Are you not proud to be English? But it's, it's Britain, so we're fighting each other. No, 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 it's not Britain. It's it's England. Are you proud to be English, Dennis? I'm sure you are. I am, yes. I'm well, proud exactly. to be British so, as well. So if you're proud to be English, why would a game like that last night not mean anything to you? Because it was a game. But it's, it's not just not a game. Real, it's not real life. It's a game. No, I, I agree. It's not real life. But I, I think that you will agree that um, after everything that's happened recently, that game last night w- was rather special. Well, uh, as they voted to stay in the union, best of luck to them. Mm. We're still fighting each other. Yeah. Guys, just be, just, uh, both of you, can you just be quiet for a second? Dennis, just, just be quiet. I can hear the two Ronnies in the background. You can, you're right. You can. What are you watching the two Ronnies for? No one wants, no one wants to laugh at 20 to 8 in the morning. Of course they do. What are you listening to this rubbish for then, ladies and gentlemen? I thank you very much indeed. Justin Daly. Yes. It's not a historic football match. Oh, no please. one's going to remember this tomorrow. Do me a favour. Are you for real? Yes, mate, I'm for real. You, it was a boring, pointless match, oh, marred by racist chanting. Right, the minority, fans of yes. I'm a celebrity. I could have been in the jungle if I'd have um, had a l- mm-hmm. little bit less exactly sense. Exactly my point, yeah. I could have been in the jungle. My yeah. mum mm-hmm. would have stayed up late to yeah. watch me. <laughs> Michael Burke's mum was watching. She, he wasn't on. Are you telling me, are you honestly telling me that you think I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, is more important to be on television compared to Scotland versus England? Is that what you are saying right now? I'll say that, yeah. Wow. Is there something in your coffee this morning? Yeah, common sense. Good dose of common sense. Thanks, that was <sighs> well, exactly what I needed. Well, Adrian Charles actually came on TV last night and he apologised. And I, well I, was, I was just absolutely outraged how anybody could apologise for showing a historic football game historic? like this. Historic? Yes. Come on. Yes, Come very. On. Anybody who knows anything about football will say that game last night was historic. I don't Anyone even... who knows anything about football does not follow mm. their national team. I don't... I probably watch, I don't know, one in every ten England games. I'm not really that bothered, but last night I was very bothered because... Why? Why? Because it's Scotland we versus England. Them. We spanked them in the vote. That's yeah. enough. <laughs> we spanked them with politics. We don't need to spank them with football. It's about pride. It's about rivalry. If Friendly that's what you hinged your pride on, mm. I feel very, very sorry for you. You're taking well, it to the streets, Justin. He said trying to move, move the conversation along slightly because yeah. you're really excited to annoy me now. Okay, so um, I went on Twitter a minute ago and again, people were moaning about this incredibly. So I've taken it to the streets. I've been asking people what's more important the football Scotland versus England or I'm a celebrity listen to this can I just ask is this one of those reports where you've weighted it in your favour no totally impartial are you sure? Yeah. Because I know that you do sometimes, and I, I, I think, I think this contravenes... Three views in there. Three views in there. Just take a listen. I think this contravenes BBC guidelines. You do sometimes edit the packages so that you get no. the answer you want. No, no. 
It's called doing a dealy. Yeah. <laughs> Just listen. All right. Sir, incredibly, Adrian Charles apologised to I'm a Celebrity fans last night because the football's on instead. Just be honest. What do you think about that? Um, I'd never watch I'm a Celebrity, but I'd always watch the football if I got a chance. That's, yeah. I mean, can you believe that he's apologising no, for showing the Battle of Britain? I don't think he can. I don't think he should. I think it's a stupid comment. I think it's just... I don't know. Something's gone on in his head, isn't it, yeah. really? I mean, what's the world coming to when people would prefer to watch the murder of insects on TV compared to a, a historic football game like that? I don't th- yeah, I just, I just think that, you know, the football was important. I'm a celebrity. is just, And, I mean, you watch I'm a celebrity and half of the people you don't know who they are anyway. Yeah. So what's, what's a celebrity? But the footballers are celebrities, aren't they? Let's be yeah, fair. That's absolutely true. Thank you very much. OK, cheers. Here's somebody else. Quick question. What do you think is more important, Scotland versus England, one of the most historic games? in world football or I'm a celebrity get me out of here no I don't like I'd rather watch the football I think can you believe that Adrian Charles apologised that people were missing out on on watching the brutality of I'm a celebrity compared to football can you believe he did that Uh, I think that's ridiculous really I'd rather watch a game of football David the football was on last night so you missed the chance to watch I'm a celebrity get me out of here you were upset about that weren't you Absolutely, absolutely. Tell me why. Because I like I'm a celebrity, get me out of there. What do you get from watching the murder of creatures? I don't really uh, get nothing from it. It's not a nice thing, is it? You tell me you like it. Huh? No, 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 no. I I like the entertainment value of the people, not the murder of creatures. So you seriously prefer I'm a celebrity, get me out of here? You would prefer to watch that rather than Scotland versus England? I don't like football. I don't like football at all. Why? Because uh, I think they're overpaid. Well, and you think the people in the jungle are not overpaid? Uh, yeah. 40 grand to sit down yeah, yeah, around yeah. a campfire? Yeah, she got a point. She got a point there. You got a point there. Yeah, yeah. Got a point there. Good debate. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. How about this? Mm. If one of those footballers, just one of them, ate a um, piece of a kangaroo that he didn't need anymore... Mm-hmm. I might watch it. Until then, not interested. Justin, say hello to Steve. Hi, Steve. Hello. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. You? Yeah, not too bad at all, thank you. Um, got a point? Yeah, football sucks. Why? Come on, why? Come on, Steve, come on. There are a bunch of overpaid thugs running around... Who's a thug? ...doing nothing. Who's a thug? All of them. them. Every single football player is a thug. Most of the England team are, aren't they? Are they? Well, which ones? Well, how many how many racists are in the England football team? All racists now, so they're thugs and they're racists. Yes, let's just let's just yes, okay. <laughs> so you don't like the fo- you don't like in- uh, uh, football, Stephen, at all? No, not at all. Would you, uh, were you disappointed that I'm a celebrity was dropped for football? Um, to be honest, oh. I don't really like that either. What do you like <laughs> then, man? <laughs> what do you like, Steve? Come on, Steve. Um, what do I like? Um, on TV, not a lot, to be honest, because oh. most of it's rubbish. Do you know what? I agree with Steve on that. It's all a load of old guff, isn't it? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M1 southbound, there's a lane closed just after Junction 11 for Dunstable Road. That's causing queues at the moment from Junction 12 for Flitwick. And in Luton on Airport Way, that's closed northbound between Lower Harpenden Road and Vauxhall Way. There are alternative routes, including Kimpton Road, but that's looking very busy at the moment as well. On the M14 northbound, it's the exit slip road's closed at Junction 7 for Tame. That's not looking too bad at the moment on the speed sensors. And having a look at the M25 anti-clockwise, that's queuing between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. On the trains, the London Underground has the Piccadilly line suspended between Uxbridge and Hammersmith. That's because of a signal failure that's severe delays all the way on the rest of the line as well. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you! 7.46, Wednesday the 19th of November. This week's rattling past, isn't it? I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Plans to prevent child exploitation in Hertfordshire will be unveiled by the police and the County Council this morning. Results of a new controversial 11-plus test in Buckinghamshire will be revealed today. And a British consortium, including the Milton Keynes-based Open University, is trying to raise half a billion pounds for a moon landing in ten years' time. They want the money from you, the public. Would you give them any money for that? We can talk about that in a bit. 08459 Here's Kate with the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A bit misty out there for some this morning, making driving conditions perhaps a bit trickier than they could be. Uh, but it will lift eventually, and it's not a bad day. Quite a quiet day, a gentle southeasterly breeze, mostly dry. Can't rule out the odd spot of rain, particularly the further east you go. At the moment, we could feel a spot down towards uh, parts of Watford, for example, but they're not going to last long if you feel them at all. Predominantly cloudy, but we will get some brighter spells and uh, maybe even some sunshine through there as well. But the maximum temperature getting up to a cool 11 Celsius overnight tonight. Dry, one or two clearer spells, so some mist and fog likely to develop. The minimum temperature down to five Celsius. For tomorrow, it's a similar start to the morning we have today. Bit of mist, it'll lift. We'll get some brighter spells. The temperature's similar, and it's a similar day for Friday. Things start to change, though, overnight Friday into Saturday. The wind switches around. It comes from the west and brings with it a wet start to the weekend. And that's your forecast. What? Just seen Luan's made a suggestion on uh, on Facebook. Oh yeah, she's saying uh, w- really the phoning should be uh, footy or Ant and Deck. Which would you prefer? Oh Ant and Deck, uh, head over heels. Those guys are great. They got real rapport with each other. Thing is, it's because they're friends that their their uh, patois, not patois, patter works so well. I think they're fantastic. Hope and that answers your question, Luan. Ant or Deck. My player leaves on the line and overrunning engineering works. Player being told, your call is important to us. For the 50th time. Player being kept awake by the local wildlife's nighttime. Anybody else find that trail really, really annoying? Yeah, because I love the Smiths. Great Smith song. And also, I, I'm, I'm, I hope my BBC bosses, the Paymaster Generals, aren't listening to this. But it just, does, it, I don't, it just doesn't make iPlayer, which is actually brilliant. It makes iPlayer, it doesn't make it sound sexy and brilliant. You do it then. Yeah, let's make it sexy now. Okay, right, then let me get... Um, okay, fine, there we go, let's get some good bit of music. Hang on a second. I'll sort this out. There we go, put that there. There we go. The iPlayer. Woo! Yeah, man. When I touch the iPlayer... So I'd like to know I'm touching God. You got the notion. Miss Jonathan Vernon-Smith talking about an old lady's fridge that didn't work. You got the notion. I player, I player, I player. Miss uh, Roberta having the roundtable discussion about politics. I player, I player. Miss Nick Coffer talking. I player. I see that. 
Look you player, where my is player. player. I player, you player, me player, my player. Where I is player. it? How can you find it? What? Where, where is oh, it? It's on the internet, and Google it. Hey, some people have been using um, their mobile phones to, not Google us, let's call it texting us. All right, yeah, nice, nice one, mate. Tom nice. says, a baseball player in America has just signed a <laughs> $324 million contract. Excuse, sorry, excuse me, what? A baseball player yes. in America a? has just signed a $324 million Dollar the thing contract. I don't get about baseball is how come if it's the World Series, then how come uh, America keep winning it and no other countries win it? Because it's not the world; it's the worlds. It's a newspaper. Thanks for that, Tom. I wasn't disappointed the football was on instead of I'm a celebrity. I watched the Master Chef. Says Phil. Scott has tweeted, "It's Luan for the money, two for the show." <laughs> And Richard in Luton says, football is a stupid game supported by tribalism. Two of the worst teams in Europe played each other. Boring. Yep. That, that'll, that'll, uh, that'll do it, won't it? Mm-hmm. 08459 I mean, I didn't even know the football was on. I don't watch television anymore, if I'm completely honest. Why don't we just all read a book and stop getting our knickers in a twist? Yeah, well, my knickers really are literally in a twist right now. But I quite like that. OK. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Football versus Ant or Deck. Which is it going to be? It's going to be Ant or Deck every single time, isn't it? Because that was—I mean—the football was just a load of old rubbish. I can't believe that Dealey's genuinely, genuinely so upset by that. Mm. Genuinely upset by that. Mm. Here's this other story we did in the paper earlier on. Couple fined one hundred pounds by hotel they called Hovel in a review. It's on TripAdvisor. I'm always wary of the TripAdvisor. Yeah, because only people with beef write on it. Or hotels that haven't got very good hotels write uh, on it, saying, yeah. Our ho- their hotel, this hotel I've just stayed in is wonderful. Marvellous. Six out of five. I'd recommend it to everybody. And the owner is hot. Yeah. And um, they, everyone's so sexy there. I'm sec- They are sexy. It's not me. So I'm always, I, I take it with a pinch of salt. For years, hotels have dreaded the wrath of online reviewers who in a few short moments can expose poor service and peeling paintwork. I once famously left <laughs> a scathing review of a hotel in Birmingham. I think I left it live on this show. Yes. You didn't they... just review the hotel, though. You oh. reviewed your neighbours. Oh, they were, I mean, wow. Loud. I think they were fighting because the screaming and the noise was just... I mean, uh, one particular Blackpool establishment tried to get round the problem with an unorthodox solution. They fined a couple £100 for writing a negative review on TripAdvisor. The hotel's booking document contains a clause which reads, Despite the fact that repeat customers and couples love our hotel, your friends and family may not. For every bad review left on any website, the group organiser will be charged a maximum £100 per review. You can't do that, can you? The review, posted in August, branded the hotel filthy, dirty, a rotten, stinking hovel. The wallpaper was peeling off the walls, the carpet was thin, dirty and stained, the bed was something else. Else, else. it must have come out of the ark. You can't have that. Can you have that in your contracts? Because my contract is now going to say, if you leave a bad review on Twitter or Facebook, I'll fine you £100. Exactly. Catherine. It almost makes it worth being rubbish. You make, make profit out of being pony. Sorry. 
I think if they tick the box that says they agree to terms and conditions, more fool Who's them. Si- whose side are you on, please? Uh, in, in ter- there can't be anybody on the hotel side, surely. Although, if you're paying 36 quid a night for a ho- I've paid 36 quid a night for a hotel, and it's been rubbish. You get what you're given, though, don't and you? And you kind of think, well, it's a 36 quid hotel. You know, what, what, what are you going to expect from it? It's, it, it's not going to be particularly special. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call on that, please. Um, and um, just you, know, you can tell us your bad hotel stories as well, if you'd like. And also, if you've got a cat, why do cats like to stay in circles? Do they like to stay in circles? I don't know if this is true. My cat used to climb into boxes when she was younger, and she would just sit in the box. She wouldn't like, even curl up and go to sleep. She'd just sit there, as if to say, I'm in the box. Sorry, have you got a problem with this? What's your beef? Nothing. You sit in the box, you weird cat. But the story by David Derbyshire in uh, the... Uh, it's taking up... It's a two-page spread in the mail. The Great Moggy Mystery. It's the question that's got the internet purring. Well, if, if this story about cats has got the internet purring, what on earth did Kim Kardashian's bum have the internet doing? <laughs> Purving. Thank you. Hey, if you have a cat handy and you could make a circle out of something, we could do a live on-air experiment. Why do cats sit in circles then refuse to move? According to this theory, cats find circles or similar shapes on the ground, I'm guessing maybe an octagon, um, irresistible. So if you mark one out around two foot across using chalk, string, masking tape or flex, flex, a cat will enter the circle and refuse to leave. This, uh, this is starting to sound like voodoo juju. This is not... What does the cat know? This may sound implausible. It does, David Derbyshire. But dozens of photos and videos of cats stuck in just such circles, such circles have sprung up in recent weeks on the internet. So can, so, there we go. So, can something so silly and unlikely be true? Until scientists organise a proper controlled trial involving thousands of cats, yeah, because that's going to happen, isn't it? Instead of finding a cure for cancer, they go, hey, stop the AIDS treatment tests. I've just read this thing in the mail about cats. Have we got any sellotape? <laughs> There's only one way to test this remarkable theory, and that's with a roll of masking tape, a, a reluctant volunteer, and a lot of patience. The thing about cats is, right, cats is nuts. Mm-hmm. There's a brilliant website. I can't remember what it's called. It's something like things on my cat, stuffonmycat.com, and it's pictures of cats lying there with loads of stuff piled on them, and they love it. But they don't love it. They tolerate it. And there are different categories, like retro computer consoles. So they'll have, like, PlayStations and PlayStation controllers. TV remote controllers. Are you looking at it, Kels? Yeah. Have you found it? What's the website? Are they really stuff not... Stuffonmycat.com. It is Are they my... really not minding this stuff, or are they being crushed by things? They tolerate it. It's, it's not like heavy... It's not bricks. But they're just lying there. Tell us some of the categories we've got, Kels. So you've got... Um, there's one with an action man figure on its back. Yep. Uh, you've got one dressed as a bunny. Yep. You've got a hoarder cat, and it's got loads of a different... What? Hoarder. Oh. You've got loads of different things on it. Yeah. Uh, one's dressed as tigers, one's with money on them. The thing one is, and I've done this to my cat. Right, go on, what, what's that one you've seen? Um, it's got two remote controls, yeah. uh, an iPhone charger... Beautiful. ..and lots of little pots. Hey, while you're looking at that, see if you can find cats that look like Hitler as well. But... Uh, it, it, cats do it. Cats, lo- they don't love it, but they tolerate it. They've got a very kind of, they're very patient. I've done it to my cat. It's not cruel. It's a little bit exploitative. Aren't they just doing a survival thing where they're waiting for you to stop and go away? <laughs> I'll just not move and it will end sooner. Cats is dumb, isn't it? Cats is dumb. I have a similar response when you start putting things on me. There's one with a baby on it. <laughs> An actual baby. You see, 
That's not cruel to either baby or cat, guys. 08459 455 555. Can we find someone who's got a cat and some flex to make or a... Or string. Or string. Or rope. I don't even know what flex is. That's what you use to plug a, an iron in, is that That's flex. Yes. I would say probably more likely that you've got a dressing gown cord or something you yeah. use. Yeah. I've never used the word flex. No. We apart from to flex my muscles. Of course. Which I'm doing constantly at the moment these days. Uh, 08459-455-555. Can you get um, a, uh, um, uh, a uh, um, uh, piece of string or a bit of cord and put it around the cat? Oh. Hello? There's one where I can barely see the cat. All right, come off the cat website now. We're never going to get any work done. Oh, like you guys have been working really hard all morning, yeah? Flipping heck. One thing, Kelly, one thing I'm admitting to ask you. Why are you in such a bad mood today? I am not in a bad mood. All right, mate, I'm just asking. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's a lane closed just after Junction 11 for Dunstable Road, so it's causing queues from Junction 12 for Flitwick. In Luton, on Airport Way, that's closed between Lower Harpenden Road and Vauxhall Way. There's a, the alternative route is Kimpton Road, but that's looking very busy at the moment as well. In Milton Keynes, on Standing Way, it's looking very slow in both directions between the Kingston Roundabout and the Milton Keynes South Junction through the roadworks there. And on the A1M southbound, looking at the speed sensors, it's looking very heavy between Junction 3 for St Albans and Junction 2 for Wellham Green. On the M25 anti-clockwise it's queuing between Junction 19 for Watford and Junction 16 for the M40. And if you're heading into London on the A40 this morning, it's queuing from the M40 Denham roundabout to the North Circular Road because of a breakdown there. On the trains, the Piccadilly line is suspended between Uxbridge and Hammersmith because of a signal failure. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha! And vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines scheme to prevent child exploitation in Hertfordshire. Results of new Bucks 11 Plus exam to be revealed and site confirmed for New Hearts Free School. BBC Three Counties Radio. Plans to prevent child exploitation in Hertfordshire will be unveiled by the police and the county council this morning. The launch event in Stevenage comes as the education watchdog Ofsted says local authorities have been too slow in facing up to their responsibilities. John Silverman is a professor of media and criminal justice at the University of Bedfordshire. I put a lot of the blame down to police priorities. I think 10, 15, 20 years ago, when some of these cases originated, it was not uh, a sufficiently um, high on the police agenda, I think. Now, over the last five years, particularly since the Jimmy Savile case, um, it has become a really key issue. Results of a new controversial 11-plus test in Buckinghamshire will be revealed today. The new test was introduced last year in a bid to limit the amount of tutoring that more well-off parents can afford to pay for. But campaigner Derek Berry says the exam is not working in the county. Discrimination has increased. The, the children that live in the towns of Aylesbury and High Wycombe have very low pass rates. Their pass rates have gone down. 
and uh, the ethnic minorities suffer as well. Royal Mail has announced a 21% fall in profits. The figure for the six months to September fell by £74 million to £279 million. The organisation, which was privatised in October last year, is facing competition from its biggest customer, Amazon. Prisoners at the Mount Jail in Bovingdon near Hemel Hempstead smuggled in 220 mobile phones last year. Government figures reveal almost 7,500 mobile phones were found in jails in 2013. These also included 176 at Aylesbury, 64 at Woodhill in Milton Keynes and 53 at Bedford. A British consortium, including the Milton Keynes-based Open University, is trying to raise half a billion pounds in public donations for a moon landing in 10 years' time. Lunar Mission 1 will also see if a human base can be established there. Donors will be given space on the lander for their own personal messages, pictures, music and videos. A free school in Hertfordshire has secured a site for its buildings as part of ongoing of an ongoing attempt to open its doors to pupils. Parents were angry after arranging places for their children at Harperbury School in Shenley near Radlett for this September, only to be told it won't open until 2015. More from Craig Lewis. The proposed site for the school is on the grounds of the former Harperbury Hospital. That land has now been secured from the Department of Health and the Education Funding Agency has released the capital for the site. But it still has to get planning permission from the authorities. In sport, Wayne Rooney scored twice in England's 3-1 friendly win in Scotland, taking him to within three goals of Bobby Charlton's England record of 49. The weather, a misty start, but most parts will have a dry day with a few bright or sunny intervals, a maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Today, on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. Richard Germain is back to review the latest films, and I'll be talking to a very important member of Paddington Bear's family. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel, and your stories. From seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, guys. I've upset my sister on Twitter. Now she's just found out that my mum took me to see The Empire Strikes Back when I was a kid. She's furious. Oh. Yeah, she's, my sister's tweeting me, how come you saw The Empire Strikes Back? I still haven't seen it. That's Are, the one with the uh, little bears in. I don't really know. I don't, I don't really dig the Star Wars. Anyway, I replied, mum took me. She's replied, what the f***? Incredible if true. I replied, if you got beef, speak to mum. You were probably doing something and it was to cheer me up. Get over it. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. She also took me to see Octopussy. That I, Shh, I wasn't, don't but, tell. Oh, yeah. What's on the show this morning, Catherine? All kinds of stuff. It's Things. a bit of a hodge, hodgepodge. It is, if I'm honest. We're going to be doing some updates. We're going to be speaking to Mick Deans. Do you remember him? He was from uh, the Residence Association over oh, at Newlands Park. Yes, I do, yes. We yes. went over there. It's a mobile home park, although it's a sort of static caravans. And it's been left to, to rack and ruin, basically. The undersides of the caravans are being propped up with all kinds. One of them is being propped up with sort of bits of wood yeah, and yeah. a jack because uh, the, the landlords won't do anything to, to maintain them. Unfortunately, the council won't step in. Ah, won't the council step in? We'll find out exactly won't step in. I'm teasing they might, you. They, I'm still living in hope. But ah, when are we going to go and do a show outside the council offices? Do we Have we got that date yet, guys? Have we got that date yet? 
Other bits and pieces as well. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You can also tell us as well about this, uh, this football game. Is anyone? I can't believe that Justin Justin Diddy's very upset, isn't he, Catherine? That the football, uh, that Adrian Charles apologised for the football. Yeah, but someone on Twitter, uh, sorry, not someone on Twitter, uh, someone's oh. texted to yes. suggest that perhaps Adrian Charles was having a little joke. Oh, ah, uh, the sarcastic the... wit of Lord Charles himself, the driest wit of all wits in the land. Of course, he would have been addressing uh, diehard football fans. Yes. who wouldn't give him monkeys. Who wouldn't have understood the joke and would have said, "Got angry, a la Justin Dealey." That's what would have happened. That's what would have happened. Now. The number, here's a story, the number of mobile phones discovered in prisons has gone up year on year. In 2013, almost 7,500 mobiles were discovered, according to Prisons Minister and South West Beds MP Andrew Salou. The Mount Prison in Hertfordshire was found to have 220, Aylesbury 176, Woodhill Prison 64 and Bedford 53. Uh, well, Jonathan Robinson spent time uh, in Bedford Jail and is a keen advocate of prison reform. Jonathan, mobile phones in prison, that's not on, is it? Good morning, Ian. Morning. Um, no, of course, it's uh, it's against the law and uh, the system uh, supposedly uh, stops it um, happening. Um, first thing, I just want to make, uh, as usual, abundantly clear that I fully deserved a, uh, a prison sentence. You were a naughty to, man. To, yes, I was. I was an idiot. And uh, I have never and ever will complain about uh, being sent to prison. I have, though, for the last three years made uh, a bit of a stink about what's not going on in prison. Mm. And if we're talking about uh, phones, um, mobile phones uh, in prison this morning, when I arrived at uh, HMP Bedford with about um, six other new guests, we were searched, um, but not what I would call thoroughly. And whilst, I mean, I was absolutely terrified. I... I, uh, I had just arrived on the set of the Shawshank Redemption, mm. and I actually thought it was game over for me. I don't mind uh, admitting that. Uh, whilst we were being searched, I noticed in the corner of one of the rooms a sort of uh, a thing that I, I wrote about uh, being a Quatermass chair, sort of X-ray electric chair thing, and none of us were asked to sit in that chair. Now, I, I now know that machine is something called a boss chair, which uh, detects... Uh, foreign objects about one's body, mm. um, which generally, uh, when they come into prison, are um, imported at where the sun doesn't shine. Yes, OK, they, they put them up there, do they? Blimey. Yes, um, hence the expression, a dirty phone call. Right. Um, yeah. I, in hindsight, looking back on arrival, think about a sort of very um, laid-back sense of apathy. No one seemed particularly bothered. And I've brought, and this is great radio, I've brought in, you can read these out, two copies of the induction paperwork <coughs> at H&P Bedford, which is the introduction to rehabilitation in prison. Okay. Um, you can read out a few of those lines. So, in, uh, in Cell TV, you will, the privilege of a TV in your cell, okay, as long as you are not, um, then it's not there, you must sign a, a compact and pay 50 pence each week. The English is pretty terrible, isn't it? Well, look at the other one and, first of all, compare the different spellings of the word possessions. Personal possessions. Okay. You are responsible for all possessions that you have in your cell. Be held responsible for any damage to these items. If you go to court, uh, please take all your possessions with you. And last one, all outgoing mail must include your name, prison number and address. You may write your letters in the language of their choice. Uh, It's spelled incorrectly, but any letter subject to reading will be translated. 
So, Ian, this is the uh, kickoff to rehabilitation in yep. prison. Uh, all, all new inmates are provided uh, with this paperwork, which is stuffed with spelling mistakes. Mm. Stuffed. And so you've got a system that, from the get-go, misses the opportunity of rehabilitation. And at the same time, from my experience, didn't seem that interested about what we had about ourselves. As long as you were in there... Keeping quiet and doing as you were told, that, that was, was it, was it? When I got moved to the enhanced wing, and I, I was in Bedford a very short time before I got moved to an open resettlement prison um, in Suffolk. Um, less said about that place, the better. Mm. Um, when I was moved to the enhanced wing at Bedford, uh, we had DVD players in each room. And I remember asking a member of staff um, what, what he thought about that. And he said to me that it makes their lives, the staff's lives, easier. Yeah. Planet Prison, as Jonathan Aitken refers to it, is a warehouse which puts people who fully deserve to be sent to prison um, into this sort of desert island. And we're not doing anything with them. And we, in, we have the highest reoffending rates mm. in the EU. Something like 70% of people have been to prison reoffend. I have been working my backside off trying to um, raise awareness of what we could be doing with folk when we've got them in prison. Um, so much of the government reform has been focused on what prisoners call after sales, the probation journey. I'm sure probation needed some tweaking. But... The conveyor belt of, uh, of prison is, is, there's nothing like the Model T Ford construction line where things are being tinkered as, as it goes along the conveyor belt. They're just chucking off nuts and bolts into cardboard boxes, which mm. <coughs> somehow the new probation system is expected to sort out. Very quickly, going back to mobile phones, they're not getting them in up there, Bum, are they? Believe, be, believe it or not, uh, in I wrote about it in my first book. Yeah. Um, there is a particular make and model of phone which is uh, very handy for uh, self storage. I'm assuming that some will be. That, that, blimey, uh, that, that makes you think, doesn't it? I'm sure there, that, 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 that some will be brought in by by friends and relatives as well, wouldn't they? Is it easy to smuggle things in like that? Um, I, I mean, stat wise, yes. I think uh, phones are brought in by prisoners, new arrivals. In some instances, it's been by staff. Uh, fairly recently, uh, a prison officer was uh, convicted of bringing in, I think it was 10 mobile phones. And yes, uh, friends and family. But friends and family are searched. Um, from what I saw, every single phone that I encountered in prison was brought in by a prisoner. Wow. Gosh. Hmm. And that will give them access to phone calls, give them access to the internet. You often hear, well, you don't often hear, you occasionally hear of, of prisoners updating their Facebook status. Yeah, now, um, that of course is, I mean, you hear stories of people from within prison um, having a go at their victims, and that's just despicable. Mm. From my experience, what I saw with my, with my ear to the ground, um, it was basically people ringing their girlfriends, um, I mean, I think if you're in prison and you start Facebooking yourself, um, even the <coughs> Monty Python prison system that we have is, is going to put two and two together. It's eventually going to find out that um, Slasher Steve is, has got access to Facebook somehow. Yeah, yeah, but um, certainly 
in Bedford, phones were not the sort of hot topic. Um, what people wanted and got uh, were drugs. Mm. There, there, there were people in Bedford. There was one young man who told me he'd been put into prison deliberately in order to make money to selling drugs. Blimey. Um, just everything I saw, whilst I repeat, I fully deserve a kick up the backside. Everything, everything I saw in prison was, was life-changing. I, believe it or not, Ian, there's, <clears throat> there's quite a lot of talent in prison. There's people who have done bad things. Mm. Not all of them are bad. Mm. And 99% of them at some point are going to uh, leave the establishment and be our neighbours again and rejoin society. Um, we've got to welcome them back. Um, I mean, You've got me here. I'm an ex-prisoner. I'm still very ashamed of what I did. Mm. But um, what we're doing was we got them. Ain't working. And I've said to Chris Grayling, I'm, I'm on YouTube with Mr. Grayling. I, I said to him, if you have a, uh, a playing up car and lock it in a garage and don't do anything with it, it ain't going to fix itself. Uh, we, we've got to finish, uh, Jonathan, we're out of time. You've written a book on this. One book? More, more books? T- two books. Well, I mean, look at you, eh? You don't mind. Uh, wh- wh- what are they and where can we get them from? Um, well, uh, the first book was a prison diary called uh, In It, um, and the second book uh, was the, the follow-up on it, uh, the story of my battles for prison reform. They're available uh, as e-books on all the major um, e-book sites, and I'm <clears throat> delighted to say that... Um, they're coming out in paperback. Real books! Good! On December the 1st. I can't, well, just in time for Christmas. I can't stand electronic books. I want to be able to, to I want to thumb through a book. Well, I'm, I've been very fortunate that um, the public are interested in what's not going on in prison. Yep. And the book has done, books have done amazingly well. I mean, I, I, I'm an imposter author. Um, I wrote it, I hope, tongue-in-cheek, not about my behaviour, but <clears throat> the events that went on mm. were Keystone Cops. Yeah. Um, Give us the titles of the books again so people can... Uh... The, the first one is In It, yep. and the second one is On It. Excellent stuff. Jonathan Robinson, always nice to talk to you. Thank you for coming in. 08459 455555. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a lane closed between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. It's very slow through there at the moment. And southbound on the M1, it's slow just after Junction 11 for Dunstable Road. It's queuing from Junction 12 for Flittick after a breakdown there at Junction 11. In Luton on Airport Way, it's closed northbound between Lower Harpenden Road and Vauxhall Way. And in Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way, it's looking very slow in both directions between the Kingston Roundabouts and the Milton Keynes South Junction through the roadworks. Having a look at the speed sensors, checking the M25 and Anti-clockwise is still queuing between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And coming into London on the A40 at West Avenue, it's looking, uh, it's queuing between the M40 Denham roundabout and the North Circular Road because of a breakdown there earlier on. On the trains, the Piccadilly line is still suspended between Uxbridge and Hammersmith because of a signal failure at Acton Town. Samantha Brath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.16... 
Wednesday the 19th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Plans to prevent child exploitation in Hertfordshire will be unveiled by the police and the county council this morning. Results of a new controversial 11-plus test in Buckinghamshire will be revealed today. And a British consortium, including the Milton Keynes-based Open University, is trying to raise half a billion pounds for a moon landing in ten years' time, and they want your money, suckers. BBC Three Counties Radio. This Saturday, we'll feature two league leaders. And two teams hoping to carry on winning. Surely this is going to be number five. It is number five. Watford hosts top of the table derby. Brilliant finish from the Jet. And that surely is the three-point seal. And Luton travel to Burton. While MK Dons entertain Port Vale. Now Deli Alley with a shot into the net. With Stevenage going to Northampton. Three Counties Sport. Saturday from two, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Hello. What's on your show this morning? Do you have a problem with the Band-Aid single? Three million people have shared an article in the Daily Telegraph which criticises this year's Band-Aid single. Columnist Bryony Gordon argues it's hypocritical for rich celebrities to sing a few lines and ask the rest of us to donate our hard-earned wages to fight Ebola. She also argues that Bob Geldof has overstated the importance of the money raised by this single ignoring the millions of pounds raised by other charities already. Have you seen this article? It's very interesting. No. From nine this morning, I want us to debate this. Do you have a problem with the Band Aid single? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What's your view on this? Do you think it's all in a good cause? Do you think it's well, all yeah. a positive thing? I don't have a problem with it. I, I, I don't particularly like the song. I won't buy it. Um, uh, there are very important charities. You know, uh, we've said on the show, twenty five thousand old people will die this year in this country, England and Wales, because they can't afford their heating. I don't have a problem with it. He's so raising you, money. Ebola is a very serious thing. It, it, well, it is, yes, absolutely. But then if you look at how much money has already been donated by yep. this country in foreign aid, yep. uh, the Disasters Emergency Appeal yep. has has apparently raised £20 million Fantastic. to go and help Ebola. Yes, There are some... Yep who are levelling the accusation at Bob Geldof and others that actually this is more about some kind of celebrity uh, shindig. Oh, well, Yabu sucks to them. And uh, a whole load of people who ultimately are saying, oh, look, aren't we good? We're celebrities, but we're raising all this money. We're helping out Ebola. And ultimately, it's just about them raising their profiles. And Bob Geldof, he's been very critical of Adele. Yeah. Because apparently Adele hasn't taken North part in it. Calls, yeah. 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 And he's been having a go at her. Yeah. Well, actually, it transpires that she's quietly donated money right. to Oxfam, but she hasn't taken part in this. Yeah. So I'm just wondering whether, actually, people think that the Band-Aid single is all a good thing, it's all for a good cause, it's all a positive thing, yeah. and Bob Geldof and the others should all be praised for it, or whether we feel we should look at this in a sceptical way and say, why is he actually doing it? Well, he's I, Bob Geldof, I think, is a, is a thoroughly decent gentleman who's doing it for the right reasons. If others are doing it to raise their profile, fine. I don't think One Direction, for example, needs to do it to raise their profile. Their profile's pretty hot. And also, I think that, that uh, stories like this is a great opportunity for journalists to get their name mentioned on the radio by writing cynical, negative pieces. You don't like it, don't go and buy the record. Is this problem over?
Mm. Well, from nine this morning, I'll take your views on this. Do you have a problem with the Band-Aid single? I told you I don't, you're talking oh, to them. I'm, so I'm talking to everyone else, so not you. So sorry. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'd love your call from nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459-455-555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Catherine, have we got any taxes? Yeah, some. Oh, go on. Really? OK, thank you. OK, Steve, you keep up the answer to the worst reoffending rate in the EU. Leave the EU. Job done. Oh. Uh, um, Which, that doesn't... Hang on. We, well, OK. Same number of prisoners. Mobile phones in prison should be allowed, but only cell phones. Smiley face, Barry so, Bristow of Stevenage. They put a phone up their bum. Oh, God. Where do they put the charger and the plug? <laughs> Maybe they do several trips. Guys? That's a good question, mate. Can I borrow your... F- yeah, you got a phone in prison. Hey, nice one. Hey, slasher Steve. Can I borrow it to make a phone call? Yeah, of course. I was going to phone my mum. Where did you hide this phone? Oh, you didn't! Oh, no! Little, uh, little and scene. <laughs> You're such a plum. I'm not a plum, mate. I'm actually brilliant, and you know it. I so, like him. Thank you, guys. Um, let's go. Oh, Pat's got some comment about the uh, the uh, comet lander. Oh yeah, go on. Yeah, this is it. So they want to get us to give half a billion pounds so they can send another rocket to the moon. I don't think so, guys. You've shown us that you don't know how to flower one of those things. And in a funny kind of way, it's all related because it's all about charges. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go on. Our scientists are able to project a module onto a comet over ten project. years and land it in the shade. Project. 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 What are you doing that for? I'm not doing anything, mate. Now, I'm no Einstein. Project. No, I know you're not. theatre hat on today, isn't he? But you would think they have a certain Thank you, my darling. I'm hoping to get invited onto Roberta's uh, showbiz and entertainment panel. Why has he not asked me yet, my darling? I saw a marvellous show, my darling, in the West End of London in the theatre. It was a play. What was it? It was a Shakespeare play by Noel Coward. It was bloody marvellous. I don't mind swearing. That's how good it was. Bloody marvellous. What happened in it? I don't know. I was utterly blotto. Anyway, Pat says... Yes? Our scientists are able to project a module onto a comet over ten years project. and land it into the shade. Now, I'm no Einstein, but you no. would think they'd have a certain amount of fuel mm. on board for backup. Yeah. Enough to move it into the light, wouldn't you? Backup Given fuel. the technology and brains, it's run out of power, for goodness sake. I say no more money to the Open University for their silly little hobbies of firing off stuff into space. Paper aeroplanes, that's where it's at. I say it's not their fault it bounced. I say um, even if it hadn't bounced, it still would have landed in the shade. And I say, no, no, no. Oh, really? Open University, ask me for money. And I say, no, no, no. Because their last rock was rubbish. <laughs> it was. No, no, no. No, you've had, your, you've had your fun. You muffed it up. You blew it. That's it. Game over. You're not going sending any more stuff to space, Open oh. University. You're a, you're, a, you're a college that doesn't really exist. I'll give you a tenner. What? Open University. Oh, mate, don't fall prey to their um, their, their manipulation. I bet Brian... I can speak for Brian Cox. He's, he's from the homeland. Me and Brian Cox put tenner in each. 
Well, you know, and it was, and life has, has been on this planet for, for, for millions of years, and that's just amazing. And I think it's amazing what the Open University are trying to do, but they muffed up on the last one, so I've got to say, I'm out. Space Dragons them. Now, you may remember we are following the story of the pensioners living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire who are having trouble getting problems fixed by the owners of the site. The residents of Newlands Park near near Hemel Hempstead are also threatening legal action after their water bill went up by what they claim is a disproportionate amount. They want Three Rivers District Council to take action against the landlords and St Albans MP and Maine agrees with them, calling the uh, council spineless. Well, Mick Deans is the secretary of the Newlands Park Residents Association. He joins us now. Morning, Mick. Hi, good morning. How are you? Anything happened since we last spoke? Yeah, quite quite a few things, really. Go on. the uh, we, we've contacted or tried to contact the CEO with a letter which has landed on his desk yesterday. Um, Anne Main has contacted the, the water company and they are going to come around and uh, do a survey on our uh, sewage and water system. And if they find it incorrect, then they have the powers to enforce and make them repair. Uh, the owners of the site are still uh, refusing contact, they would not attend a meeting that was going to be organised by our main, uh, together with Gloria Gillespie. They uh, declined the offer to attend, and the council have also declined the offer to attend because the owners are not attending. Uh, there are a lot of things that are going on, but nothing that has actually happened yet. Uh, but I would like to say that um, the government UK have introduced various items on park homes, and number five points out that the site owners are responsible for keeping common areas uh, in a good condition, repairing the bases and maintaining services. And we say the owners are not doing any of this, but the council still refuse to uh, enforce any of this for us. Uh, right, what we need, uh, Catherine... Yes. I need this um, this Mobile Home Act of uh, 2013. I need it. I need my lawyers to look through it because I want to make sure you know we go in with this. Uh, Three Rivers District Council still refusing to talk to us, aren't they, Catherine? So far. Okay. Um, right. Okay. Time's up, guys. Uh, we're going to come down to the offices and do a show from outside the offices of Three Rivers District <laughs> Council soon. Don't know a date yet, Mick. And when we do, would you would you and your friends like to pop down, Nick? Mick, when we do that, uh, we will be down there um, supporting you, providing you can give us some coffee. Whoa! You're bringing the snacks, dude. Oh well, we'll bring it. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll bring my mobile cooking stove and do you the bacon sandwiches. There you go, good lad. Well, listen, this is going to happen at some point. And let, hey, Three Rivers, you can stop this happening by coming on the show, speaking to me, speaking to Catherine, and more importantly, speaking to Mick Dean. Have we addressed the elephant in the room in this story? Go on. Well, that Anne Main's theory is that their reticence to act on this is because the landlords are travellers. This is what this is what Amain has said. And Three Rivers haven't... Listen, all of these, these, these accusations and these rumours and these theories are building up. And Three Rivers, the statements you've sent us have been absolutely atrocious. The letter that you sent or the email you sent saying you weren't going to go to this round table now is absolutely pathetic. Unless you come on and deny these rumours, that people are going to start believing them. I am worried as well. The, the conditions we have seen, I've seen one man who has to go underneath that park home and prop up his home. He's got a boiler that is twisting. What's it going to take? Is he going to have to be hurt or is the, his surrounding area going right. to be this is this, Mick, this, 
Mick, this is the, no, they're gone. This is this is the plan. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put in more calls to Three Rivers today. We're going to give them the chance to come on because, to be honest, I don't want to do a show outside. I don't like it. It makes me grumpy. I'll get cold and wet. <laughs> but if they refuse to come on, Mick, then we'll we'll take the show to them. We'll let you know what it is, and and maybe you can bring some people down. Yeah, we certainly will. We Mick, certainly will. Nice uh, and can, can, can we just say that we are very grateful for your support? It's an absolute pleasure, Mick. It, it annoys me that we have to do this. I'm baffled as to how it's OK for people to be living like I that. I hate doing shows outside. Remember that show we did outside um, Luton train station because of the Luton to Dunstable? Uh, you weren't here in those days. No, I was probably on news, so yeah. no, I was quite warm. It was horrible. It was, were you there, Kells? Yeah. It was horrible. Ga- uh, Gary Floyd was, was all over himself with delight. He loves doing outside broadcasts. I hate them. I think they're pointless, I think they are tedious, and I like sitting in a warm studio. But, so if, if we go, do go and do one outside of Three Rivers District Council, I'll be in a bad mood to start with. You can make this end, guys. Just come on the show. Come on the show. Come in the studio. Uh, speak to Mick. Speak to us and tell us why, what you're going to do. And if you're not going to do anything, why you're not going to do anything. Otherwise, um, I don't know, maybe next week or the week after, you'll, you'll uh, see us outside your office. Does that sound fair enough, Catherine? I think so. Okay, we've written. By the way, we've written uh, recorded letter as well to the uh, owners of three. uh, uh, Sorry, of the Newlands Park. Newlands Park. Thank you to give them their right to reply. Um, That letter got sent this week or last week? This week, beginning of this week. Okay, so they've probably got it now. We'll give them until next week as well, just to make sure. Recorded delivery letter, um, and we'll see what happens. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's looking very slow at the moment between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 12 for Flitwick. All the lanes have been reopened, but still very busy through there at the moment. In Luton, on the airport way, that's closed northbound between Lower Harpenden Road and Vauxhall Way after a breakdown there. And in Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way, it's looking very slow in both directions between the Kingston Roundabout and the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford through the roadworks. Looking at the M1 northbound, all the lanes have opened between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton again after the breakdown there, but still the problems further up on the M1 northbound towards it's clo- still closed through Northampton in Denham on the Western Avenue it's queuing eastbound between Oxford Road and the Gypsy Corner and in the M40 towards London it's looking very heavy between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross roundabout on the speed sensors on the trains the Piccadilly line is still suspended between Uxbridge and Hammersmith that's because of a signal failure Samantha Breath BBC Three Counties Radio Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Plans to prevent child exploitation in Hertfordshire will be unveiled by the police and the County Council this morning. The launch event in Stevenage comes as the education watchdog Ofsted says local authorities have been too slow in facing up to their responsibilities. Royal Mail has announced a 21% fall in profits. The organisation, which was privatised in October last year, is facing competition from its biggest customer, Amazon. And results of a new controversial 11-plus test in Buckinghamshire will be revealed to The new test was introduced last year in a bid to limit the amount of tutoring that more well-off parents can afford to pay for. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Wayne Rooney scored twice in England's 3-1 friendly win in Scotland last night, taking him to within three goals of Bobby Charlton's England record of 49. Here's the England manager, Roy Hodgson. I thought tonight, apart from his goals, his passing was very good, his movement was excellent, his, his runs into the channel, something that we, we worked on was, was very, very good. And his retention of the ball was excellent. He held the ball up for us well, despite playing against two strong centre-halves. So he's going to be delighted with his game. And Hertfordshire midfielder Jack Wilshire says the manner of the performance shows how the team is progressing. We were difficult to beat, which is the least you expect from England team. You know, we got we're tough to beat. We're well organised, and, and naturally we got technically gifted players and a lot of quality going forward. So we're going to create chances, and and we did, and we're happy again. Wickham will host Wimbledon in the second round of the FA Cup after Wimbledon beat York 3-1 in last night's first round replay. The second round tie at Adams Park will be on Sunday the 7th of December with a two o'clock kick-off. And contrasting fortunes for Milton Keynes, Dons and Luton in the second round of the FA Youth Cup last night. The Dons youngsters won 5-4 after extra time away to Newport, but Luton lost 2-1 at Oxford City. Stevenage's youngsters host Wealdstone tonight. Mercedes boss Toto Wolff says he hopes Lewis Hamilton will sign a contract extension next week. The Hertfordshire driver leads teammate Nico Rosberg by 17 points going into Sunday's final Grand Prix in Abu Dhabi and with his current deal up at the end of next season Wolf wants to ensure Hamilton remains with the team. What we have agreed between each other is that we didn't want to sit down on a table and negotiate terms and contract when Lewis needs to concentrate on his driving. So on the Monday or Tuesday after Abu Dhabi we will sit down and discuss and hopefully find a um, a solution quickly. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ooh, 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 yeah, yeah, that's right. What are we talking about, boy? Yeah. You right, mate? You look like you've been, been pwned. I've had a little bit of a shock. A little bit of a shock. It turns out congratulations were in order. No, hang on, not that shock. No, uh, Kelly Betts and I just scared the bejesus out of you. Do you know what that smells like? <laughs> it smells a lot like revenge. It was really good, though, wasn't it? Really, it was proper teamwork. Yep, 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 it was good. Worked on so many levels. So many levels. levels. Yep. Because she was she was scared yep. and then really angry. <laughs> <laughs> two levels, worked on two, two levels. levels. I'm not... In a bad mood. No, no, I'm mate. Not in a bad mood. I'm not in a bad mood. I'm not in a bad mood. What are you talking about, Catherine? Hello. <laughs> All right, Boyley, I'll do it without you, mate. Front page of the uh, the Daily Telegraph. Public. This is a story we've been talking about. Public appeal to fund mission to the moon. It might sound out of this world, but British entrepreneurs and scientists are today launching a groundbreaking mission to land on the moon through crowdfunding. OK, where do I sign up? Lunar Mission 1 needs to raise £600,000. You're not going. No, but I'll, I'll give them some money. £600,000 in the next month to get the 10-year project off the ground. What is it with 10-year projects? It's a long way. I mean, flipping heck! After that, the team is hoping to raise an additional £3 billion through selling digital memory boxes. Oh, for crying out loud, you heard this rubbish. This is how they're going to do... Colin, this is how they're going to do this. Mm. They're going to sell digital memory boxes. Have a guess what that is. Um, like a, a, a dongle. Have a guess, Catherine. Um... You leave your dongle out of this, Colin. <laughs> is it 
No. Is it a dongle? Lunar capsules storing personal data and DNA which will be buried on the moon. You're not putting my DNA on the moon? Supposing like a sexy alien comes across it in a million years and clones it like what they're doing with that woolly mammoth. They're not doing it. They could. They're going to do... I don't want to be cloned on a foreign planet. They put me in like a sex prison. <laughs> it's hoped the first spacecraft... I'm sick and tired. Guys, we... You right, Kath? I've read Slaughterhouse-Five. I know what happens. Uh, it, 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 I'm sick and tired. Listen, boffins, the last mission to space didn't work. You blew it. You got all excited. We saw some fella in a sexist shirt crying on television because he got pwned about it. It didn't work, guys. Yes, yeah, some of you may have lost your um, V, but really, it was a disappointing waste of my... Mu- oh, but it only cost uh, three, three, um, 50, uh, 3.5 euros per citizen of Britain. Yeah, my 3.5 euros. That's about £2.80. I want that back, boffins. I want it back with interest. Do you agree with me, Colin? No. Oh, go on then. Because you've got it completely and utterly wrong. I don't think so, mate. Yes, you have. Filet has already done 90% of what it was sent up to do. Right, so it's done. So we, it's taken 10 years to get up there. I've not been pwned. It's taken 10 years to get up there, and yes. it did all the work. It did all the work, did it, in three days. Rubbish, Colin. That's what they're saying. They're boffins. They're clever. They're saying that so that we don't go, ah, you idiots. No, no, yes. no. The data is being sent back to um, the Open University. Oh, the, it's not a real university. It is. Oh. For contractual reasons, it is. Oh. Right, it's a real university, but... And in reality, it is. OK, but... We're on telly more than I am. Ah, oh, you're just jealous. That's your trouble. We get to the root cause The of project already yeah, has the... Ba- he's, he's just, he's just good, having a grump on, isn't he? China made the last landing on the moon. What are they going to learn? We know what the mo- We know about the moon. What are they going to learn? They're yeah, wasting not, I, money. Go and fly paper aeroplanes or those quadcopters are great. Can I get a word in edgeways, please? Not really, Colin, because you're dull and I'm not. No, no. I, I agree I'll give you a with chance. you about the moon. Yeah, right. Oh, so you agree with me? About the moon, yes. Yeah, thank you. Can you believe this, Justin? Incredible. Uh, isn't it incredible? Yeah. Colin, so Colin agrees with me. Go on, Colin. But um, the the comet, the fillet of fish lander has done and will. What's it called, Colin? But fillet of fish. No, it's all about your stomach, isn't it? It's all about your your face and my fist in a minute. You're going to come round here and say yeah. that. Yeah, well, well, when we move to Dunstable uh, in February, Lads. then yeah, I'll come round and I'll say it. And where, I'm not sca- where about are you moving? Leave it, Colin. To, Dunst- Dunstable, mate. Colin, he's, not yeah. he's not worth it, Colin. Not worth Back it. out of this, girls. Um, me, me and Dee will pop round. the old children's studio? I'm not telling you where we're moving to, Colin. I don't yeah. want you to know my location. Uh-huh. Mossad. <laughs> all you I'll need to know ra- is, Colin... I'll is be round All there. you need to know is, Colin, that from February, <laughs> you need to be on your guard. You got that, fella? Hmm. Yo, Thanks is for that calling. Threat? Thanks. Yes. Well, do you feel threatened? How'd you... Do you no. Well, then it's not a threat. No, oh. Not by a lanky strict... OK, Wait. thank you very much. That was... Wow. He owned you. He didn't own... How did he own me? I cut him off. I owned him. 
Justin, who, who, who owned who there? Well, listen, I fell asleep five minutes ago when Colin came on, so yeah. I'd probably say you won. Thank you. Can you believe they want more of our money for another ridiculous space mission? Um, yes, I can believe that, but uh, just drop the cash. Um, spend it on something better. Like anything? Yeah, exactly. Hang on, Simon's on the line now. Morning, Simon. Morning. What would you like to say? Basically, there was already 60 hours of battery life on it, so they on what? do the, the missions on the, the lander. What's the it called? Lander. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, so you don't know what it's called. All right, that's not a great <laughs> start. Carry on with your facts. Well, basically, you had 60 hours of battery life in it to do the missions that it was intended for, and if it got solar energy, they would just extra the tests that they were going to do. So right. there was enough battery it's, on there. They've said, right, that this, this comet has some of the ingredients required for life. That's right, they were looking right. for water. Right. That's right. what they were looking for. Okay. Right, well, they not said they found water. They said it has some of the, uh, 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 the vital ingredients required for creation of life. Right, what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, I don't know. Ah, thank you very much indeed. Well, I don't know. So what we've learnt from the from the fillet of fish is, mm. well, I don't know. <laughs> this has been the, this is what's annoying me. Another thing that's annoying me about this, just yeah, go on. Is we've had all these bulletins. Well, the uh, scientists um, have uh, discovered that the comet does contain some of the ingredients required for life. Well, mm. what, what, what does that mean? What? Air, yeah. Water, air, mm. cheese, what, what, what? Are music, they, what, music, yeah, love. What have they? What um, uh, Tom Cruise films? What have they found <laughs> on there? Is it missing music? Isn't it? No, it's sound. not. It's because it's travelling through space. I'm going to put a spanner in the works right now. Oh, go on, oh, mate. No. Um, th- there is a man from Hertfordshire in St Albans. I tried to phone him two days ago. Oh. I couldn't get through. Uh, there is a man who claims that uh, what he can see from his garden ah. is very different to what the experts are seeing. Oh. He claims the aliens knew what was going on here and they have swapped the comets. That's what he claims, oh. and we'll, we'll try and catch up with him later in the week. This isn't the um, uh, the nut job. Sorry, this isn't the gentleman who uh, had a g- way of communicating with aliens by digging holes in his back garden, is it? Yes. Uh, when I was in his garden before, he got about uh, ten rocks, uh, put them in a circle, and uh, we looked up to the sky. Um, he had some sort of magnifying glass, and he claimed that there was an alien standing right next to me. Beautiful. That must have been terrifying. It for was you, mate. very terrifying. Yes. So, so are we going to? Are you going to go and speak to this this chappy? Yeah. Hope Hopefully, um, if he's listening right now, call me back. I called you on Monday. We want to come and see you. We want to know just how mm. crafty these aliens are, according to you. I kind of hope he isn't listening right now. We might have a chance of getting him on. <laughs> <laughs> Dealey, I'll be honest, that your football beef this morning, Yeah. Um, you're upset that Adrian Charles apologised. Well, I presume you've got me on to uh, apologise to me, because I'm Sorry. right. OK, you, you're upset that Adrian Charles apologised to football fans that um, uh, uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, is not on because the football's on. Yeah. He was probably being sarcastic, wasn't it, Just? And you probably. haven't picked up on that, because no. as a football fan, you don't have the intelligence mm. to pick up on really subtle, mm. kind of kind of clever no, no, humour. No, Because Twitter, last night, I've looked. And oh, yeah, even looked our, at Twitter, yeah, have you? Even our very own Tony Blackburn was tweeting last night saying, ITV, they've done it again, they've messed up my evening. Yeah. Uh, Twitter was full of it. Yeah, no, yeah, hang on, so, so he was upset that I'm a Celebrity has been moved? Yeah. He's the king of the jungle. Yeah, I know that. So, so, <laughs> I don't, so he's... Disagreeing with you. But other people were on there as well, and I'm sure that ITV got lots of complaints last night. People say How many complaints did they get? I don't know. You you're about you just said I'm sure ITV got yeah, lots of I'm complaints. Sure. And then you were just about to make up what a complaint no. might have sounded like. No, 
I'm not, I'm not saying I've got the numbers, but if you look at Twitter last night, I'm sure that some people you don't. and some very sad people out there would have picked up the phone to complain that a historic football match was on over the murder Where's of the pure histo- creatures on TV. Where's the, the history? When, was the, when did the last time England played Scotland? Oh. Yeah, you don't uh, know. Well, How it, historic was that? Well, it's been a long time. It used to be a regular fixture. Uh, most it's of your audience friendly. listening right now would have looked forward to going to it. No Scotland versus England game is ever a friendly. You don't get it because you're not a football fan. And to say, uh, you know, looking on Twitter, that, that people are outraged that a reality TV programme with a load of nobodies uh, was on over the football. I people were upset those, about I that. I could have been one of those nobodies, Justin. Listen, I, I'm just saying, I proved you right this morning with people on the street. I proved you right with your interaction. You've not proved me right I with anything, you Justin. Right. Everyone last night watching that football knew it was more than just a football match. It's Scotland versus England. And to think that people could be offended that I'm a celebrity wasn't on, that just is ridiculous. Justin, Justin, listen, you've not proved me right about anything at all. You're making me very, very angry. Come here, give me a big cuddle. No, I'm not going to give you a big cuddle, Justin. I want to touch, I want to feel. No, I'm not having that. No matter how excited I try to sound, my voice always sounds boring. Exactly. That's just my voice. That's better, thank you. Now, Justin, tell us about your show on Saturday between midday and two. I believe it's about international fascism, is that right? I don't do a programme about Adolf Hitler. All right, mate, calm down. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, it remains closed between Junction 15A for Toaster and 18 for Rugby. Those queues are now reaching Milton Keynes, though, on the M1 northbound. And Milton Keynes is looking very busy as, as, as a result of that. On Standing Way, it's very slow in both directions between the Kingston roundabouts and the M1 Junction 13 at Bedwood through the roadworks there as well. On the M1 southbound, we're hearing from callers that there's been an accident and the entry slip road at Junction 13 for Bedwoodford is blocked at the moment. And in Luton on Airport Way, that's closed northbound because of a breakdown between Lower Harpenden Road and Vauxhall Way. In Denham on the A40 Western Avenue, it's queuing between the Denham Roundabout and Gypsy Corner. And on the trains, the London Underground has the Piccadilly line suspended between Uxbridge and Hammersmith because of a signal failure. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.46, it's Wednesday the 19th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Plans to prevent child exploitation in Hertfordshire will be unveiled by the police and the County Council this morning. Results of a new controversial 11-plus test in Buckinghamshire will be revealed today. And a British consortium, including the Milton Keynes-based Open University, is trying to raise half a billion pounds for a moon landing. Ten years' time. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a similar day to yesterday, really. There's a lot of cloud around. We'll get some brighter spells, though. A glimmer or two of sunshine, perhaps, and it's likely to stay dry. I say likely. There is always a chance of maybe a spot of rain, but nothing too substantial. Temperature's going to feel chilly there. It's a southeasterly breeze. We're looking at a maximum of just 11 Celsius. Overnight tonight, predominantly dry. One or two clear spells could lead to some mist and fog developing, especially as we head towards dawn tomorrow morning. Minimum temperature down to 5 Celsius. For tomorrow, again, it's a similar start. Some some fog, it'll lift, it'll be quite a dry day uh, with some clouds and brighter spells. Similar day for Friday as well, so it's staying quiet until the weekend, then it's all change. Overnight Friday into Saturday, we pick up a southwesterly breeze and it looks like quite a wet start to the weekend. And that's your forecast.
Every weekday from three. Good afternoon, welcome to the show. Local people. What's your story? Seems there's a law for them and then there's one for the press. And I disagree with what they're saying. Local views. In some cases, sort of 40% loss in value of their properties. Has Kevin Luton got it right? There is a responsibility when you're paid from the public purse. Local life. Do you want to know how much my carer's allowance goes up by every April when the tax year changes? Two quid. Roberto Peroni. And is it fair to target people on benefits. Weekdays from three, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Net trolls in cruel fat shaming of Jungle Gemma. Oh dear. She's had a shaky start to the show, collapsing into tears and even threatening to quit. You don't quit because you don't get paid. So it's probably just as well Gemma Collins, this is I'm a Celebrity, knows nothing about the torrent of vile messages that have been posted online by viewers of I'm a Celebrity. Do you think Gemma Collins isn't aware of what people say on Twitter? Yeah. She, what what I was mean, she in? She was in Towie. Towie, was that the one? I met, I'm I sure met she Gemma. she gets it. Gemma's nice. You know, I, I don't know her that well, but I've met her and worked with her a bit and she was lovely. Reportedly now a size 22, the reality star has spoken in the past about how her weight fluctuates and pictures from her late teens show her as a slim young woman in her pants in this picture. But after she was shown showering in a black swimsuit on ITV, some internet users posted pictures comparing her to a hippopotamus and a beach whale. And claiming claim she needs so much food it has to be airlifted into the jungle. Apprentice star Katie Hopkins, aha, added to the attacks, taking to Twitter with slurs such as Gemma's legs are big enough to support a grown man or an oil rig and Gemma is going to be so sick her whole stomach is going to fall out. Australia is only so big. Well, Katie Hopkins says these things so that... I say Katie Hopkins mm. on the radio. And the newspaper is reporting this as if it's... Um, well, I mean, is it pretending to care? No, I think it's just reporting it so that it feels it, isn't it? Well, also, I mean, I, I do question... This is reportedly now a size 22. Why do we... Who says? We know she's a big lass. We don't need to know the specifics, do we? Some people will still point and laugh at fat people. Is that news... I've pointed and laughed at fat people. Um, it's, it's kind of, that's kind of the knee jerk, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's what you do, what the secondary thought and response is. I mean, uh, um, is it okay to point and laugh at fat people in private with your mates? Is that the difference uh, as opposed to going onto Twitter? Uh, or, or publishing it in a newspaper. Yeah, because it would imply that there is... You know that what you're doing is out of order. If you're doing it in private. We all make inappropriate jokes to our mates, don't we? Yeah. I mean, and you know they're some inappropriate. Of, some of the stuff that Kelly says. Uh, yeah, but I don't understand why someone would want to say it to somebody's face or, you know, more cowardly, tag someone on Twitter about it. I don't really understand that mentality. What do you get from that, apart from I mean, making Katie look horrible? Katie Hopkins is probably getting... I'm, I'm, I'm sort of making this figure up, but with a little bit of um, background information. She's probably getting about 100, 150 grand a year. 100 grand a year, let's say, for writing for The Sun. So to make sure she keeps that job, she has to keep saying outrageous things. Yeah. Otherwise, they, she won't... You know, the fact that she's now in another newspaper... Um, means that she'll keep her job. She's uh, she's doing her job, which is to outrage. Yeah, and she's panto villain. I see what her role is. Isn't the point in reporting it that you challenge it? 
Show cont- contestants have no access to the internet in the Australian jungle, and so Miss Collins, 33, cannot see the hundreds of offensive comments about her appearance. Um, the only way is Essex star has previously said she turns to food for comfort and has recently split from convicted drug dealer Alex Moss. Oh. <laughs> There's a nice little, uh, a little PS at the end. It's hard, isn't it? I, I mean... How old are we as a nation? <laughs> About 12, by the sound of that article. Well, you're about 47, so... um, (laughs) A colourful wall dedicated to the memory of John Lennon. It's what he would have wanted, guys. A wall. A wall. Has been painted over, leaving only one message. It's good, this. What's the message? Wall is over. Here we go. (laughs) It's good, that. I like like that. You're giggling there, uh, Kels. Yeah, it's good. It's good. The wall in Prague... Began to be paint. I once had a terrible night in Prague. Well, actually, I had a wonderful night in Prague. Terrible morning in Prague. That absinthe, eh? Flippin' heck. Hi, Chihuahua. Uh, but, uh, especially if you're having absinthe as chasers after pints. Oh. Absinthe chasers? I remember I was in a very swanky hotel and was taking down all of the pictures and rearranging them, and I had um, dog's mess on my foot. The proud moment. Very proud moment. And then we met a, the, the, a friend of the girl I was going out with at the time. We met a really posh friend of hers by coincidence in this hotel. And we are both off our mash. The wall in Prague began to be painted with Lennon's images and related graffiti after the former Beatles murder in 1980. Why would you do that in Prague? What's the Beatles connection there? They like the Beatles there? Under the communist, under the communist regime, the wall became aha. A symbol of freedom. It turned into a tourist attraction uh, after the... Imagine that, a wall being a tourist attraction. Oh, hang on a second, Great Wall of China. I've been to the Great Wall of China, it's brilliant, right? Wailing Wall is another one. Did you go after absinthe and have dog mess on your foot? No, we didn't, but we went... We already heard that We went to, um, like, quite an out-of-the-way bit. We said to the taxi driver, take us to an out-of-the-way bit of the Great... Don't take us to the touristy bit. We'll pay you you big time if you take us to uh, an out-of-the-way bit of the Great Wall of China. And he did, and there was nobody there. It's like this tiny little village. Tiny little village, and we got up on this wall, and we're on this this, this great wall... Oh, it's long, China. isn't it? It is flipping long, right? And we look one way, you can see for miles. You can see there's nothing there. We thought this is it. We have we have found the quiet part of the Great Wall of China. We walk round this bend in the Great Wall, and there's a, a kid playing Nintendo on a telly, and a woman with a freezer selling ice creams. How tall is the wall? It's really tall. Kept the moguls out. Moguls or the Mongols? Mongols. Kept, thank you very much indeed. The moguls are like the business people. No, they're in India. It's tall. You've got to climb up it. Stairs. Breaking news. Oh, yeah. Gemma Collins has left the Army Celebrity Jungle. What the hell? I was just talking about her, saying that she can't leave, she won't get the money. She'll get some of it. She left? She's left. Oh, blimey. Yep. Why? Anthony, Anthony's just tweeted us to let us know. And who's this Anthony fella? It's, uh, he's someone who's been... Oh, I knew that she left. I've been watching it on this morning. Well, why didn't you tell us? I thought you all knew. I thought it was... We were just saying that she won't leave. I wasn't listening to you. She struggled to cope with life in camp over the past few days and today decided she should leave permanently. Spokesperson for the show said, we're sorry to see Gemma go, but respect her decision and wish her well. Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm reconsidering my decision not to go. I, I'm, I, I, do you know what? To get away from these idiots, I'd be happy to do it. Huh? Oh, who? I would be happy to do it now. Can I go? No, mate, you're not so I'd love to see you in the jungle, Ian. <laughs> well, it doesn't look like there's a massive uh, level bar. Sorry? Call it. What? They asked me to go and I said no. It'll be my turn next to be asked. They won't, mate. 
Yeah. I'm, I used to be somebody. You know that? The late 90s, I was almost a man. Oh, Talking about the... the such a it's true. That Channel 4 were grooming me. That Channel 4 were grooming me. Yet no one believes me. Do they solo? It's Christmas time. So we're not. this is not the end of the Band-Aid. There will be more to Band-Aid. Ed and Sam's single versions. Why do people always say Bob Geldof looks scruffy? I think he looks very smart. He's got shaggy hair. Yeah. He's, I think he looks very smart. I think he's a very stylish gentleman. Anyway, so Bob Geldof wants... Are you saying that so that he gets you on the next single? Because I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen. He's too scruffy. So Bob Geldof wants to release solo versions of Do They Know It's Christmas by Ed Sheeran. I don't know who Sam Smith is. Oh, yes, you do. I don't, mate. You do. OK. Oh, yeah, Sam Smith. He's a singer. What's that? He sings Stay With Me, Not The Only One. People who are with it know him. All the band-aid... Well, people who are with it don't say people who are with it. People who are down with the kids, hip to the hop. All the, the band-aid 30 stars recorded individual takes of the charity single on Saturday. Oh, Not cl- true. Not true. They didn't all sing it all the way through. Some of them only got little parts. Well, who? The ones who are rubbish, I imagine. Now Sir Bob has revealed plans to bring out the alternative songs by artists including Ed, Sam and Sinead O'Connor. The move could result in the single, which sold 206,000 copies on its first day, being joined in the charts by other versions. He's doing a n n n n 19 isn't he? He's doing a, a, a Paul Hardcastle. That's why 19 was so big, because he kept releasing different v- 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 versions oh, of it. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cunning. Well, that's how you do these things, isn't it? You've got, you got to be clever. You've got, you got to be clever when it comes to this. Matt, stop, Matt. Matt. Stop talking. I'm oh, flipping it. All right, yeah. There he is. Matt. Yes. What do you want? I'm doing a radio show. You are the biggest pain I've ever heard. You yeah, are. I'll, I, you, you're no real pain in a minute, fella. Listen, I was going to ring you up about the football, so I give up. But when you mentioned Bob Geldof is very handsome, very smart. Didn't say he was handsome. I think he's a very... He's a white stick, pal. I think he's smart... And I think he's distinguished. And I think he's a good-looking fella. Yeah, well, I think he's, he's a smart. Good fella, he wants to go in the bath and have a sort himself out. No, no. This is the thing. You've bought into the spitting image. You've bought into the media representation of him. He's a Sorry, very... Sp- I watched him last night and I turned it off. You go and ask him in Ireland what they think of Bob. He's a disgrace. What do you mean he's a disgrace? He's raised... He's Sir Bob Geldof oh, well, to you. the biggest mistake you've sir anybody. Bob. Even you could get a Sir. Sir Bob Geldof to and you, I Matthew. Hope you do go in the, uh, I hope you do yeah, go in the old yeah, jungle. Yeah. It might keep you there. Yeah, yeah, because that's what they do, Matt. They <laughs> where they go, they, they get celebrities in the jungle and they keep yeah, them there. No, they don't. They let them out. Need to earn a few bob. I'll give you a few bob right up your backside. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you heard about how they um, smuggle phones into prisons. Did you hear that oh, earlier okay, on? Elton. Yeah. Well, you, I, I, I've got a few phones. I don't need anymore. Okay, Elton. Yeah, thank you very much indeed. Why is he calling you Elton? I've got absolutely no idea. It's probably best we don't dwell on that, isn't it? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
the M1 northbound is still closed between junction 15A for Toaster and 18 for Rugby. Those queues are reaching Milton Keynes on the M1 northbound and causing it to be very busy around Milton Keynes at the moment. On Standing Way, it's queuing in both directions between the Kingston roundabout and the M1 junction 13 for Milton Keynes south. I'm just hearing that the M1 northbound is queuing on the exit slip road at junction 13 for Milton Keynes south as well. In Bedford on the A421 Bedford Southern Bypass, it reports that it's partially blocked at the Marshleys roundabout, causing it to be very slow around there. And in Luton on Airport Way, that's closed northbound between Harp, Lower Harpenden Road and the Vauxhall Way, and that's causing queues on the alternative routes around there as well. In Denham on the A40 Western Avenue, it's queuing between the M40 Denham roundabout and Gypsy Corner, and on the trains London and around has the Piccadilly line suspended between Uxbridge and Hammersmith, and that's because of a signal failure. Samantha Fraff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha! That's it, that's your lot. Thanks for all of your calls, apart from yours, Matt. Thank you, Catherine Boyle. Thank you, Kelly Betts. Thank you, J-Dog. We'll be back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Well,